everyone and welcome to state of the rum i'm choking on like my own saliva at the start what an awkward way to start i'm like dying you never done that before sly sly's already giving me dirty looks for two seconds into the show i don't like it i don't like it anyway for this week uh we're actually doing a show in preparation of some content that's coming it's probably sometime in march deep dungeon it's been a while since we've had a new one and we figured a lot of you could use some refreshers tips or even some encouragement to go back into the old ones before eureka orthos hits in patch 6.35 for that we're going to need a few people to talk about it i'm one of them mr happy and joining me and with his disgusted look on his face is sly how you doing don't die don't die? Is that it? You're just disgusted at me because you thought I might die? Yeah. I, I feel like that's a that's a theme for the show in general. Just don't die. Yeah. I mean, this show really <laughs> more the more yeah. the, the topic than any yeah than any other yeah, one just before. Don't die, forehead. Yeah. Just 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 solo the whole thing. All right, and we uh, needed some deep dungeon experts. You know, I've soloed the both of them once. That doesn't as far from an expert on that. So we've got some longtime Deep Dungeon community members on. First and foremost, we have Angelus Demonist, who I think we've had on the show once hey. before. Hello, hello. How you I doing? I don't think so, but I'm here now. <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing swell. Uh, you're uh, excited, I'm assuming, for what we assume is next month? Very much so, yep. Right. Getting ready. Yeah. Oh, I hope. Hopefully we'll... Uh, we we'll get to talk about some of that preparation in the show. And we also have a few other guests who Angelus was uh, able to bring on to the show, some more experts on the topic. First up, we have Aurora. How you doing, Aurora? Hey, uh, good to be here. I'm really excited for the new Deep Dungeon. I started uh, running Deep Dungeons a couple months after Heaven on High came out, so I didn't get that new experience yet, so I'm excited for this one. Well, I, I, we said in pre-show, uh, you, I think you were fortunate to, to join when you did for Deep Dungeons. Yeah. And how they started. Yep. And last, but certainly not least, we have Finn. How are you doing, Finn? Hey, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Pretty excited for you, too. Can't wait to get big numbers. Big numbers. Oh, man. Big numbers. That's, that's making me think Shadowbringers when you think big numbers, but... You know, this, uh, the only big number I know in Deep Dungeon is the floor number, and that regularly goes back down to one. So, uh, yeah. I'm also hoping for big numbers. <laughs> All right, well, thanks everyone for taking the time to be on this show. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had a reason to do a Deep Dungeon show, I suppose. It's just, you know, it's, it's what, 4.3 would have been the last Deep Dungeon introduction, yep. I think, somewhere around there. So, yeah, like four years, five years. Oh, man. Something like that. You guys are champions for doing it as much as you have over those last several years. <laughs> a lot of goals and a lot more patience than I think most people can uh, can relate to. Uh, before we get started, though, quick shout out to our sponsors over on Patreon. They support us. They don't have to. All of our content's available for free on YouTube or podcast format. Speaking of which, YouTube has an official podcast uh, tab coming. I saw it on, on, on my dashboard, but I don't think it works yet. 
or at least it, it didn't work. So th- that might be the way to view the show afterwards. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work, but just putting a little PSA out there to anyone who watches us over on YouTube that uh, that may be an option for you in the future. But thank you to all of you over on Patreon for supporting, and also thanks to Steel Series and Advanced GG for their sponsorship and their support as well. <sighs> okay. Deep Dungeon. This is a deep topic. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a very deep topic. So, uh, <laughs> given it's been a long time since we've done a show, I think we should actually start talking about you three and your experiences yes. with it. So, I want you to give uh, just a, a, a more formal introduction, your experiences with it, what you've accomplished, any and all of that stuff. Uh, we'll start with uh, Angelus. We introduced you first during the intro. We'll start with we'll start with Finn because we introduced him last. Finn. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm Finn. I'm kind of a latecomer when it comes to Deep Dungeon. I actually arrived in the, the middle of Shadowbrain here. Uh, the reason I got into it at all, so I, at the beginning, I was just kind of like everyone else, right? I was like, PTD sucks. I don't know how it sucks. I hate them. Because all you did is farm the HP floors. Uh, as I'm sure a lot of people uh, have done. Uh, so what I, what, what happened is I did the Buzzer Duels. Uh, thought the solo, like, aspect of it was awesome. And I was like, wow. I wonder if there's more solo content in that game. And then I looked around. Uh, and then th- this is when I learned of Deep Dungeon. Uh, I, I had, so I had never done anything except the XP floor. And so at this point, I, I, I found Angelus, right? Uh, my, my senpai. So <laughs> I looked up his guides, uh, followed his guides, got my necro, got my lonely row. And then I was like, wow, like that's it. Like that was really fun. I want to do more. And then, uh, well, now I have like, you know, more than a hundred players. Uh, I do a lot of scoring. Scoring is like the whole point system in there. Which you don't need to interact with, but, uh, if you want like a, a high spot on the leaderboards, cause there's a leaderboards, well, that's what you gotta do. And so that's what I do now nowadays. I do mostly scoring runs, uh, and some challenge runs because, you know, it's been a, a few years since we've had new content. So we had to make up around. <laughs> so I've done some challenge runs like, you know, walking only first person players, uh, no chess, no palms, uh, you know, stuff like that. And that's about it for me. Nice. Sounds like you uh, really jumped in it with both feet. Given that's a, that's a lot yeah. of clears, if with only since Shadowbringers. Yep, that's a lot. You said you're you said you're big on score. Fuck that. I just want to sit on the bench. I just want to <laughs> the bench and sit on the bench. That's it. That's all I need. But that's all I need. I'll but even, if you what? score well, Sly, everyone will know you sat on the bench. Yeah, but there'll be video proof anyway. <laughs> yeah, but they don't see that. That's fine. Come on. Whatever. One day, Sly. One day. Uh, let's do uh, Aurora. Aurora, why don't you give us a little bit of your background as well? Okay. Um, I'm Aurora. I, uh, I've i been doing Deep Dungeon since a little bit after Heaven on High came out. I started this game from my roommate, uh, who basically had to force me to play it because I was too anxious to do things like MMO, group content, etc. I never did it. And I found out about Deep Dungeon and the fact that you can solo it. So I started it, and I started, uh, we didn't really have too many re- resources at the time, especially for healers, because that's the job that I primarily play. So I would just hit my head against the wall, failing over and over and over again, but I used to get really excited about it. Um, and this would continue on. It took me a long time to get my initial clear, uh, but I've actually come a long way. We've omni-cleared both deep dungeons. I primarily stick to healers. Uh, a lot of people in the community like to call me the healer specialist because it's all I like to do. 
We do uh challenges primarily because I am way too anxious to do scoring still. I don't know how it doesn't matter how many clears I've done. Scoring just scares me. I rather I want to be at the bench 100, 200. That's it. So um, I, exactly. So I like to uh, do things like conjure heaven on high. Um, no palms on sage the last or uh, no chests the last three sets on sage. I like to do tutorials for how to clear on healers. I kind of fill a specific niche, and I have a lot of fun with it. Been doing it for years. I don't think I'll ever do it on healer, so I'm gonna leave that <laughs> entirely to you. I might. Not on conjurative. Fuck that. <laughs> That's just memes right there, Jesus. Yeah, maybe we still had stone skin, but we don't. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Angelus, ra- wrap it up for our, our introductions. Why don't you give everyone uh, your background in Deep Dungeon as well? Hey guys, I've been doing Palace probably right on the release. Um, I got enticed to do the solo because in the patch notes, they're like, oh, you can do it solo. They had the leaderboards. So I'm like, oh, that's fun. So I've been trying it ever since the very beginning. Um, transitions into Heaven on High did that also. Uh, and it was just, it's just, I just stuck with the content. We got the first clears and then it was just like, oh, let me just try the other jobs. And then we started to just slowly and steadily get into more of the other jobs. And over time, started to see that, like, like these guys came in, like they said, a little bit later. So the content for the, for Deep Dungeon was very few and far between. So I figured, you know, people wanted to get into it. They probably wanted the, the POVs and everything. So I started to lean more into making like tutorial guides live tutorial guides, um, so on and so forth with the VOD. So my section, even though these guys are more focused on the challenge runs and, and getting all those scores, I kind of have leaned more into getting people in the door of Deep Dungeon to at least try it out for the first time and then filter it into Aurora or Finn if they wanted to dive into it deeper. But that's where I sit more um, with what I do. We haven't tried the Jobstone stuff, like the no Jobstone uh, crystals and everything, but if anything, I kind of hop between just getting like a nice clear I'm kind of the same. I don't really go for scoring, although right now I'm kind of trying to do a scoring run. Um, but just getting to the end, just being like, this is how you can do it, uh, trying to make it easy for everyone if it's even possible. But yeah, that's that's mostly what I do on my end. Um, I've cleared Heaven on High now 71 times. I've done POTD about 45 times. So we've got, definitely got a lot under our belts on our end. So. you got to help my boy Sly here, because he keeps saying he's going to do it. And he's not, I'm not, I'm not seeing enough initiative from you, Sly. Do it. Do another shit, though. <laughs> uh, wait, what was that? Wait, did you guys hear that? Was that an excuse? Wow. Hmm. I'm doing Weird. <laughs> Could have swore I heard an excuse <laughs> right there. Well, God. if that's any encouragement. Look, one then, thing, uh, one thing at a time, dude. Can, can I, can I, okay, let me just. Get, you know, get my feet wet in, in Warhammer, and then I'll come back once once we get new, once we get new Deep Dungeon, and I'll be in. I'll be in. And that is that is kind of the reason that we're doing the show. But even though we have a new Deep Dungeon coming out, we don't have that much information about it other than it's Deep Dungeon, which is, in many ways, kind of all the information you need about Deep Dungeons, I suppose. Um, I'll say since we're doing experience, I've soloed each of them once. I watched Angelus do it for years and finally decided, okay, I should do it once. 
And then um, Magi, I believe, is the primary resource that most people use. I pulled that mm-hmm. up on another monitor and run after run after run after run until I had sat on the bench and flew the coop, I suppose, for, for heaven on high. Um, though I am a fake necromancer, I said I don't care about the title, and I went from 50 because I just couldn't. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take those first 50 floors. It's just driving me crazy to start over from one on Palace of the Dead. So, oh, Also, that was intentional because I actually caught your run that you cleared. I thought it was by uh, it was a mistake that you started at 51, but it was intentional? It was intentional because I knew I had... A, the t- so the title that I use on my character is World Class Troller. I knew that mattered to me more than Necromancer. So I said, well, if I don't need the title, I'm clearly just doing it to beat floor 200 to solo to floor 200 i'm proving nothing by doing the first 50 floors so i'll just start from 51 oh makes sense makes sense and uh i do not regret that to- i regretted it as i was walking up to the bench slightly because i'm like now if i had done the first 50 floors <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time i was like ah it's, it's fine it's fine it's fine uh but yeah so obviously you all have a lot of history within Deep Dungeon, um, but there are currently two in the game. We are getting the third one, and we'll talk about that a bit later. So, I want you to talk, I guess, about what you like about Deep Dungeon in particular, and maybe narrow down into each of them, because we have both Palace of the Dead and Heaven on High, and they are functionally a bit different. So, uh, if you want to start with Palace of the Dead, about your experiences in there, about what you like, dislike about it, and... Uh, I guess how that affects what you're looking forward to in Eureka Orthos. We can start there. Uh, Angelus? Okay, so uh, what I've liked about Palace... Actually, it's interesting because I've definitely done almost all of my runs on stream. So there's kind of the the streamer effect of, of doing the runs. And at least between the two of them, Palace and Heaven on High, do you feel like Palace just feels and, and is a lot more exciting on the higher floors? The lower floors are, you know, are kind of tiring and, and just kind of boring a little bit. Understandable. But then I've kind of I've kind of adjusted to that. That just becomes almost like a like a just chatting type of situation where I hang out with people because on the higher floors I have to focus more into the gameplay. Um, but yeah, Palace in in my eyes is special because of the fact that it's marathon. It's a lot of floors. You know that if you have to go back to the start, it's so many hours back. Um, it's aesthetically probably the prettiest so far, at least between the two to me, um, especially on those last fifty. Um, in, I mean, compared to Heaven on a High, you have you have Behemoth, you have Godfather, which, in my opinion, are much more exciting bosses too. Um, so, so that definitely kind of propels at least Palace in those sections, aside from just the overall challenge. But one of the bigger differences, especially that I've noticed between the two, is Palace to me feels like that game mode is more in your hands. Like if you're going to lose the run, it's because you probably could have done something better. Whereas on the flip side, Heaven on High can get a little sporadic with the RNG. Like, there are times that I've had runs, even even if I look back at how I could have done things, it's like, oh yeah, the RNG just said, not today. Like, it just gave me something that I just couldn't resolve, essentially. But, with that being said, Heaven on High is great because it's shorter. You can do it, like, in one day. At least most people can probably get it out in one day, even if you have breaks and stuff. Um, the challenge is nice because uh, it feels like it does feel like every job can get up. You don't have like a roadblock like you did. At least in the past, there was a big roadblock with, with Behemoth especially. But you did feel like from the very beginning, as long as you kind of did everything well, you can at least get to the end um, with a little bit of help. Uh, it felt like there was more quality of life in Heaven on High versus Palace. It felt like they um, decided to just make some things that, that just felt better, like the, the enemy aggros were not as annoying as the Palace, where Palace, you had more proximity stuff to deal with. 
Um, the layouts were a little bit more structured, although I kind of like the, the weird layouts of Alice because it, it gave it some, some character. Uh, the introduction, the magicites, whatnot, um, was, was a nice touch with the silver chest and everything. So they, they, to me, they both have their charms. They hope they both have their pros and cons. Um, and, and going into Eureka Orthos will be really interesting to see. And one of the biggest things I'm, I'm, I'm interested in is just what are they going to pull from the previous two? Like, are they going to take the best of them? Are they going to try something different? Um, what's their approach with this? Like, I think all of us are hoping that it's a lot harder than the previous two, but we shall definitely see when, when we get in there. Um, and, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Aurora, anything to add? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is cool between Heaven on High and Palace of the Dead is I don't think the developers, when they were creating uh, Palace of the Dead, had the intent of Solo in mind. So there's a lot of things that feel, I guess, trickier because um, in Heaven on High, it always feels like you have a way out with things like Conceal. So if you have a treasure room on the key or something, you open the exit, it's like, oh, crap, I have to deal with this entire treasure room. Guess I'm using a Petri or something. Or, sorry, uh, Rage, but... Uh, you have things like conceal, which really helps. Um, the way that uh, damage is handled with bosses in Heaven on High, we've gotten to the point now where we don't need steel or strength for practically any job, which is insane. The way that uh, enemies are scaled, the way that uh, bosses are scaled, pomanders, things like Magicite, which fully get rid of the room so you don't have to deal with something really bad. Palace of the Dead doesn't give you as many options. I feel like there's a little bit more room for skill expression. I think there's still bosses like 190 where, yeah, you might be able to do it without steel on healer, but I'm really not going to try that. I'm sorry. Um, and on melee, don't even think about it. So I like that there's still differences. There are different deep dungeons, but... They still feel similar enough um, that if you get experience with Palace or Heaven on High, you're trying to get Lone Hero, you're trying to get Necro, that's going to carry over completely into the next one. That's why uh, if you were to ask which one's the best one to start with first, uh, you could give either one because they're going to transfer over. And I guess I just like the little intricacies with that and uh, what sets them apart. And I'm really excited to see with Orthos how uh, what that's going to add or change from the other two. Hopefully something a little more than just auspices. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't heaven on high. Uh, we'll talk about those little buggers later. Uh, Finn? Well, they said a lot already. <laughs> but if I had to say something new, uh, for, for me personally, the, the big difference between PTD and heaven on high, you know, they, they mentioned like the RNG and, you know, like the palms being a little more, uh, Friendly to solos and Evan on I. But for me, the big thing, like the reason I like PUTD a bit more than Evan on I is actually the length. Uh, b- because me, I'm, I'm a big road light slash road light fan. Uh, so for me, that, the, the trail is getting very far. And then, you know, the, the, the threat of dying being always above my head. So for me, it, it makes me enjoy the higher PUTD floors more than it makes me enjoy the Evan on High floors. But like they were saying, you know, like PUTD was not designed for solos in mind. So like PUTD, uh, sometimes, you know, it'll just make you lose because, uh, it hates you. Uh, well, that's just, you just gotta live with it. Uh, but yeah, the, the, cause I know the length is often something that people, they see as a bad thing. I don't see it as a bad thing personally. Uh, but you know, like no, no deep dungeon runner with a hundred care is sane. So, you know, take my opinion with a grain of salt. Uh, but yeah, everything else, uh, I agree with them for everything else that they've said, so I don't really have much to add about it. And I do hope that EO, 
Like EO is probably going to be a hundred floors. I, I think it's actually confirmed it's going to be a hundred floors because of people that are mining and stuff like that. I would not have mined if it was two hundred, uh, but I think a hundred is better for the the health of the content, right? I think it's like the majority of people are going to enjoy it more if it's a hundred floors compared to two hundred or more. So. No, happy. We had we we had the conversation about like rating and mental health. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this is, this is completely different. This is completely different. Like the the reason he said he he likes he likes uh Deep Dungeon kind of resonated with me because again, like as a Mega Ten player, every Mega Ten game you play, you hate yourself, and you, there's the threat of looming death every time. So yeah, it's just like SMT. So yeah, I kind of. Do need to do this. SMT yeah. kind of does is a deep dungeon game if you think about it. Yeah. They all have that yeah. like super long like multi floor dungeon somewhere in there. It's not nearly as grueling, especially no. Given you're playing a single player, but game, there's but. always a there's always the threat of death. Like RNG, you fucking hate. You Literally, RNG, his yeah. name's not death, mm-hmm. but it might as well be. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just see, I was thinking about mental health and that I, I I feel like it sounds so much more relaxing hearing people talk about like, oh, it's 100 floors, 200 floors. I enjoy it versus the conversation we had last week where it was, you know, the, the dozens and hundreds of hours of of group and, and play. See, you, you really don't really think about it in the same vein because like it's rating. You, you, you like the difficulty. I assume you like the difficulty for for rating apps. Yeah, that, that's what I would assume. Yeah. yeah. But it's a different vein in, in that, you know, this is, I guess, somehow more relaxing, even though you could lose a run just like that and have to start all over. Well, I can give you, like, like I'm a good example of that because I dislike rating, uh, personally. Like, I really don't like rating. And the reason I don't okay. like rating is simple. It's because uh, you rely on seven other people. So, you know, if I die in Deep Dungeon, it's 99.9% of the time it's my fault, right? Oh, I... I use my resolution in a stupid way, like 10 floors ago. Or, I, uh, you know, I saw a treasure room and uh, I could only see the point, so I raged it. And now I'm out of rages at the end. And, you know, I was greedy or something. But when you, when you die in raids, it's uh, it's your fault sometimes, right? And then you you gotta you gotta like uh, own up to it if it's your fault. But often it's like it's like your teammate didn't go on his tower or something, and then you die, right? It feels bad. Uh, me, I'm really not into it. Like, I don't like losing when it's out of my control. And I know people are like they're. I know people, they like to say that RNG is out of your control in Deep Dungeon, which is why, you know, they don't like losing because, oh, I lost because RNG screwed me over. But it's it's rare, man. Once you got used to the content and, you know, like you, you're used to dealing with the RNG, it's not, RNG is not, it's just something you got to play around, but it's, you don't lose your runs to RNG, which is why I got really into that content, right? It's like, um because you know a lot of a lot of roguelike games they have like meta progression right like oh like if you if you clear once then you get a sword that's slightly better deep dungeon is all knowledge like once you make it to the end you're not going to bring in well it, technically Eerpool, but Eerpool sucks right you just get it to 99 and never think about it again but it's it's your knowledge right like every time you clear you bring a little bit of knowledge back to your next run and you know like at some point you just you have so much knowledge that I mean, you can ask Angelus and Aurora. They all going to tell you that they have like 99, uh, maybe not 99, but 90 plus percent rate of clearing, right? Like we don't fail the runs as much as you would think. Comment? He said to ask, so I'm just <laughs> it, it, It's true. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, 
that, that question is always interesting to me because uh, when I was diving in trying to get the Omni clear, I mean, I was failing a lot. But I mean, it is like Prague. Like you're just like relearning, relearning. They try to just adjust strategies, so on and so forth. But then now I, I've been doing, I had all the machinist runs because I was setting it all up for, for AGDQ. And I've been trying to take them out one at a time. And I have like, like a pretty nice, like win streak with, with, with machinists. I think we're up to, I think nine in a row on the clears. So by taking in like the job that I'm comfy in, that I've done a lot of time on, that I know I can get the clear, like, yeah, the clear rate's going to be pretty high. But I mean, you know, if you ask me to do Astro, then don't go to me and go to Aurora. He's probably going to get a higher clear rate than I am, right? That's, that was a ridiculous job. So. Aurora comment. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting too because um, oh, I don't often think about my clear rate, right? Like I know I do a lot of other jobs for fun sometimes, and we generally clear. But all I can think about is the times that I'm trying to clear on Astro, and I'll fail over and over and over again. Even though I have so much experience with it, you never really know how the runs are going to go. And um, so I, I do agree with Finn about how, regardless of RNG, usually you can change your game plan, game plan, and find some way to make it work, right? Um, but I think, uh, honestly, it's really hard to give an answer to that just because I, I know my clear rate's gotten up and I know that, uh, the more you do the content, the better you're going to get at it. But, um, I feel like every time I do a run, there's always something new that I learn or something that makes me question every decision that I make. Um, and another thing that I, I, I want to actually chime in with this, uh, comment is, me and Finn, a lot of people like to joke that me and Finn are very opposite in how we handle Pomander's strategies, uh, um, enemies, etc. And it's cool that you can see this sort of a variety and uh, different play styles and how you approach deep dungeon content and still get clears, right? Like, the clear rate's still high, even if you don't play exactly like the video that you're watching, watching Angelus's guide on how to do machinists. You can play differently and still reach the top, and I think that's cool. Yeah, these two are an extreme opposites of uh, how they manage their commanders and how they conduct their pops. Like I'm like <laughs> I would say I'm like down like in the center a little bit between the two of them, but it is very interesting to see that you watch Aurora, you watch Finn, you're gonna see completely different experiences, yet their their clear rate and their their chance of clearing it's still really, really high. Now you we talked a lot about solo deep dungeon, but I kinda wanna step back from that a little bit. Because <clears throat> I think a lot of people watching they may not immediately be thinking about soloing Deep Dungeon. They might be considering it as, I guess, as we knew it from our leveling content, as group content, I suppose. Um, do you have Why? any... <laughs> what, Sly? Why? <laughs> Sly, you mean you've never regrettably just sat in 51 to 60 for eight hours to get a job from, you know, level, what is it, 50 to 60? <sighs> I did it. Okay, I did that, like, maybe for one job. And then after that, I was like, this is soul-sucking. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love the fact that they gave that gave us access, like, gave Deep Dungeon, you know, that, like, the ability to level within Deep, Deep Dungeon. But after a while, it just got stale. A while. And it took me, like, an hour, and I was tired of doing 51 to 60. <laughs> Like that, like I said, like one fucking job, and that was it for me. Like I'm never gonna, I never wanted to do that again. But I just want to do it as you know, challenge content. If they if they attach leveling to this, um, Eureka Orthos, good. I mean, I guess they will. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I'm. 
for today, even though we have to talk about this and we're going to in a second, I'm mainly focused on the solo. The group play is, is kind of secondary, but yeah, let's get into it. Group well, that's play. actually why I want to bring up the group play, especially to them, because I think a lot of people do not associate Deep Dungeon with group play, despite the fact that it is kind of... It, it's more soloable, and, it's, and obviously with Heaven on High, we saw more of a, a mm-hmm. consideration for solo players. But it in every way is group content, and, and at its core seems to be designed with that in mind, with being able to freely do it with a friend or two or three. So mm-hmm. what are what are your guys' interpretations on Deep Dungeon as a piece of group content versus your, your the majority of your experience being solo play? Uh so I, I've actually done a few group runs, uh, maybe even more than Aurora and Angelus, because I do enjoy going to group runs with people that have no clue how it works, right? Like just carrying people through the content, just showing them what it's like. You know, they have zero to pull. Like it doesn't matter because you're playing water, so you're overpowered, right? <laughs> so you just go through the, the whole thing as water and, you know, they're following you. They die in one shot to EOEs. Everyone's having a good time. I, but it's hard to make the foreman. I, I don't think foreman is challenging that much as long as you have at least one person that knows how it works but if you're all prodding if you're but it's a bit hard for me to talk about this because i've never prod me when i went into deep dungeon i i did exactly like you said right like in my head it was solo content so i i prod solo the entire time right i never even i never cleared in the group before i got my solo title so so me when i did my first group runs i was i already had the experience I would imagine that if you actually prog this with four like blind people, it would be fun. Uh, I think it's like it's good content, but it's I, I can't imagine that it's gonna remain like challenging uh, the more runs you get, right? Like the, the the solo, yeah, I think solo remains challenging even if you grind on runs. But in a group, I don't think it's I don't think it's the way it's supposed to be. I think in a group you're just supposed to chill, you know, have a good time, get your bags, uh, and then do it maybe a couple more times, but. Uh, you're, you're, well, another thing, I don't think you're supposed to spam this content nonstop in the group. Even more so because you know how you get an item at the end, right? Like the pumpkin or the firecrest. Have you ever looked what you can trade for that? It's basically nothing, right? Like you can trade accessories and like a table for your house, right? Or something like that. That's it. Like they, I don't think they really intended for people to get hundreds of these items and, you know, like trade them. That's why I don't think you're supposed to spam this as a group. Heaven on High does have that mount, doesn't it? If you collect all of the accessories, but from like four clears, yes, yeah, something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you do four clears and you get your four accessories, you get the mount. Uh, After the four clears, you don't really have a reason to clear anymore, right? At this point, I have a hundred ten, I think, of the real queries of Heaven on High, and they're well, they have no point to me. So, curious to see if they'll do that with EO, Um, Angelus, Aurora. Uh, I'll let Aurora go first. Okay. I um, So I'm about to give a hot take. Be ready for this, because this is very different from a lot of people. I actually enjoy the 51 to 60 spam. I actually leveled all my jobs that way, uh, because I love the chaos that comes in when you're going in and you don't know who you're playing with, and you see them step on a landmine and then open a silver chest. You're like, oh, God, no, don't do it. Or they step on a luring and everybody frantically moves around. It's always different. When you're doing a dungeon, right, it's very systematic. We know the mechanics. We know what to do. The the wall pulls. Generally speaking, if everybody knows what they're doing, it, uh, um, oh wait, my bad. Okay, so, uh, if everybody knows what they're doing, it's, it's gonna go the same, right? So that's actually why I don't have much of an interest in regular dungeon content. But in deep dungeon, it's, 
everything's RNG. You never know what exactly is going to happen. And so uh, doing this content with a group, I think, could be really fun, even though I'm, you know, I tend to be a little anxious around uh, playing with others because it, it really is. You're just learning mechanics together. You make a mistake. Half the group probably doesn't know what the hell that was either. You meet an enrage or something. Um, and I think, it, I, I don't know, I think it can be a lot of fun with the group or with Solo. The thing that I agree with Finn, though, is once you get those clears, you get the four accessories, you get the mount, I think, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they really intend for it to be done much longer, uh, unless you do want to get that solo clear. I think that solo clear and the fact that they add an achievement for it is kind of like that next step if you want to go that way. Yeah. I love the fact, I love the fact that, you know, the mentality is the same. Like, yeah. I love doing, so. I love doing deep dungeon with people. I love seeing them land a trap and then open, yeah. uh, open a silver chest. I, I live for myself. it. Yeah. I live for it. <laughs> like, again, I love that the, the, the central mentality for deep dungeon runners is I hate myself. But I love this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's even better is that it just sounds like a spectator sport. You're like, yeah, I mean, really? I can, I can do, if they if they ruin it, I can do it on my own. So it's like, what, I'm just gonna watch them and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Angela. Yeah, that's 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 precisely that's the funny dynamic when it comes to group. I, I think like agreeing with these guys, I definitely don't think as as the casual type of climb. I mean, in essence, I guess Deep Dungeon. Is, is great because it is very dynamic where you can go in, like, just take four buddies and just go in, get the clear, and you're good to go. Or then spend years into the content, right? I mean, even in the terms of group content, you still have a leaderboard for the groups, too. So, um, I mean, one thing I, I kind of wish is that they kind of separated with, with how many people you have in party for the scoreboard, but because with the score, if, you, if, you, if you're trying to grind for score, you need you need a two-man. Uh, these help how we figured it out because there's 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 like a weird multiplier with the amount of people you have in the score. So if you wanted to grind out like top rank on the scoreboard, you have to be two uh, because they can they can do as they can pretty much do as much as a four-man can do, um, especially when you have two really good gamers. So a four-man would just never produce that amount of score. So you have that kind of repeatability. But even then, that that is probably not really. Um, in a sense, it's, it's real intention, right? You, you, you're kind of just going in, get those couple clears, get whatever accessories and whatever rewards you want to get, and then you're probably not going to dive back into it, um, or there really isn't any reason to. Um, I think, again, the rankings probably help that. Probably the the, the prestige of getting the clears probably helped that. Um, but yeah, the the scenario that, that you were mentioning with the groups, I, thought, I think it's great, because if you just take just four random people and go up, I mean, there's so much RNG that could happen, right? People stepping on random traps... Hitting, hitting, exploding chests, finding out mechanics and whatnot, pulling things by accident, hitting learning traps. But then you produce, you get someone who's experienced into the content, and it is like, like you're, you're, um, uh, the leader of like a tourist group, and you're just, you know, hurting like sheep behind you. And like, you, you also sound like you're mentioning mentality, right? You're, like the insanity of, of someone who's leading it off. Like, you sound like you're insane. You're like, okay, okay, everyone hug the walls. Okay, don't touch that chest. Let me use the pawns. You know, you're doing that whole thing. And, and I think the people around you think you're crazy, but you're just working it because that's all the strategy that you imply with the solo play. Like, these are all the things you think about. And when I do group, it, it becomes fun. Like, like, similar to Finn, where, you know, you're kind of just letting people do their thing, and then if anything goes wrong, you kind of just pick up the pieces and just let, you know, kind of predict what might happen if, if something bad were to happen. But that does have its own excitement, too. 
And and recently I was able to go in with with four like necromancers and lone hero, and that also had just an exciting uh, an exciting dynamic that you just had three other people who knew exactly what they're doing. You didn't have to do any call outs, you didn't have to say anything. You just go through the content and just do it. And, and that was actually a really interesting experience too, versus taking in people who have done the content before. So um but yeah, I mean for group play, I think on the surface most people will probably go in once, twice and then move on. Um but then if you wanted to get into more challenges, you'll see people try to do speeds now. Actually you're seeing a lot of people trying to do speed runs now. Um, and put them up on 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 the boards on like speedrun.com, etc. Or you do you do like no palms, lower aether pole, stuff like that. But that's all still stuff that you like add to the challenge. That that probably wasn't one that's intended for the original purpose of it, right? Um, but it's still fun to see overall. Between the experiences, which one do you prefer, sheep herding or experienced players? And this is for all of you. Um, I think they're both fun in different ways. I mean, like, like experienced players, you really just get to sit back and relax. I mean, if, if like, if like someone steps on a loin trap, you just like, you just shrug it off because they know what to do. Like, like each person takes to something or everyone looks at the enemy. So like, oh, this is easy. We'll just be fine. Whereas like experienced players, they're like, you know, screaming at the microphone, like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like, it's like, it's relaxed. It's fine. I got this, you know? Um, so they have their charm in, in, in either way, depending on the, you know, who it is and all that stuff. But yeah. I much prefer sheep herding personally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. So, uh, I, well, uh, I know some of you know what I'm, the mammoths in Evan and I, right? You know, the mammoths that do like the trumpet, big AOE. I've done a few runs where I was just with friends that have no idea what's going on. I told them, okay, all of you go summoner. Let's do a four summoner run just for fun. Uh, the, I think two of them at zero to pull. When we got to the mammoth floors, the AOEs would two shot them, right? Like we would just be walking around, and every time a mammoth did its EOE, someone would die. That was the funniest shit ever. I I love I love just these kind of crazy runs where, because like it, it's fu- it, it's okay to go with experienced people, but I would only do it if I was going for score, right? Like, like if I had a purpose for it. But I, if I just want to have like a good time, you know, get the bags, uh, complain when I don't get the mount, and you know stuff like that, and I'll just go with random. And I prefer to go with people that actually have like no either pool and they never went in because I, there's also the chance that it's gonna like pique their interest, right? Uh, which happened with some of my friends, right? Like some of my friends, they just disliked the content. I brought them in, they died like a hundred times, and then they were like, "Oh, that's pretty challenging, actually," because their only experience was uh, you know the, the grind floor. So, yeah, hurting people is the best, at least for me. So this question is under the assumption that I have ever done a four-man in this content <laughs> before I climbed. I have never, like, either with friends or with uh, random people, I have never actually done a proper run in all these years. So I can't even answer that. I have no idea. All I know is that when I do those little leveling things, I'm leveling alt jobs and stuff, I think it's... Uh, I, I do think it's a little funny to have an understanding of what's going on in the situation, being able to mediate it if something goes wrong. I, I enjoy that at least. So that is the most you'll hear from me on that. I, I just prefer to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I've, I've done a few four man runs. So my first heaven on high clear was right when it came out. It was, you know, we, we made two saves. We brought them both to 30, then both to 50, both to, just to try to get ether pool, like on release. And one run was unsuccessful and the other one was successful. And it was like, that was fine. But, but all of us at the end were kind of like, eh, you know, it's, it, we, we didn't really have too much of a thrill with it outside of just the, the initial like 
learning experience. It just felt like more formal. And then in Palace, it was, again, it was brand new. And so it was absolute chaos. And that was actually a lot of fun. And that run ended unsuccessfully to a frost dragon, I want to say. Uh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it makes yep. sense. <laughs> yep. Low ether pool frost dragon. Uh, yeah, I think just slap. Oh, and then someone panicked. And ran into the middle of the room and there was a learning trap. <laughs> so, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was everything that could have gone wrong on the patch it came out where it was like not super well understood to boot. Um, see, if I were, if I were to do this with any one of you, I have the good sense to know to stay to the walls and I'm not touching anything until you tell me to, unless you're full impometers and like you, like you need me to touch it, I will touch it. I'm staying on walls. I'm following you. I'm not doing any. I'm there so I don't get fined. I'm not doing anything that will jeopardize the run. <laughs> Sly, you say hugging the walls, but in Palace, there's a room where there's one wall you're not supposed to hug. So uh, maybe they oh, said you I'm don't. aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware of that wall. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, yes. Hey, hey, Sly, can you go check that room? Make sure you hug the right wall real quick. No. Okay, no, okay no, there was no. no trap. We're good. <laughs> not them. Not them. Sacrifice whole lamp. But what's really interesting is still at the end of the day, I, I think the 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 peak of interest on the show is still for solo play. And I know that Angels, I know you've dealt with this question a lot. It's an MMO. What's an MMO? Massively multiplayer online. So a lot of people kind of shrug off anything that doesn't kind of meet that criteria without necessarily giving it a shot. So how Fuck you- people? Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. So how how have you, how have you guys dealt with that kind of criticism of just the thing that you enjoy most being a solo activity in a game that's supposed to be more sociable? You know, I I actually wouldn't necessarily say at least on my end. I mean, I don't know what what the other guys have experienced, but I would probably not even use the word criticism because I've never got yeah. anyone kind of, if you will, attacking me on on the on the thing. Right. More so, have I seen. You know, I, I go about my business. I just I do the content and everything. You see more people being like, you know what? I like I like that vibe. You know, I too like I like to be in an MMO, but I don't really like the group content. You know, I still want to be. It's, it's almost like you want to be adjacent to the other humans in the game. You like the fact that there's a community. You like the fact that you can run around and see other actual gamers. But sometimes you don't you don't really want to always play with them, right? Um, but, and then, and then I know for me, when it comes to like the idea of rating and everything, at least a long time ago when, when I was in college and everything, it, it was a scheduling thing. I just couldn't do it scheduling. Like, like I, I, I like to be punctual. I like to be on time. I like to make sure I commit to things and I couldn't do that because it just, I just couldn't stick to that time. So rating was just kind of out of the question. But at the same time, I still wanted to play the game and enjoy what the games kind of offered. So for me, the solo content allows me to, and specifically Deep Thunder 2, it allows me to have a challenge. I could look forward to something that's really, really hard, but I can do it on my own terms. I can do it whenever I want to. I could log in, just like go right into it. And it, it, it it's helpful. It's convenient. I can I can play a game and, and enjoy it um, whenever I need to without having to rely on other people. So over time, I've just seen more and more people have that similar vibe. So it's really been cool to see kind of, uh, people like coming together for that, as opposed to like other people saying, "Ah, oh, you know, you sh- you're playing an MMO, you know, play it the way it's supposed to be, kind of, if you will, way it's supposed to be." Um, so yeah, it's it's been actually a pretty cool experience, just meeting more and more people over time, uh, kind of enjoying the same thing that that I do. 
I mean, I kind of agree with Angelus. Personally, I've never seen criticism of anyone being like, oh, you're playing the MMO wrong. If anything, I feel like people, they, I was uh, talking about this in the Discord this morning, actually. I feel like, like, uh, Deep Dungeon is, is like a game within a game, right? But I feel like when I'm going to play Deep Dungeon, I'm not so much playing Final Fantasy as I'm playing Deep Dungeon, which happens to be in Final Fantasy. And I feel like the viewers, they, they just, they, how do I put it? It's like they, they enjoy it that you're playing their game, even though you're doing something different in their game, right? But they, they still like, they're, they're like, they're raiders and, you know, or they're into JPOs, or I don't mind. They're like, oh, that's cool. Like they're playing the same game as me, but doing something entirely different. But, but I've never seen a single criticism about like the, the, the whole single player in the MMO thing. And in fact, when the Angelus, uh, did his EGD2 run, the chat was like, it, I thought for sure the chat would be a little bit toxic, like you said, you know, like the single player thing, but the chat was like, it was, a, it was amazing. Like everyone was super into it. Uh, lots of like Final Fantasy players that did not even know that, you know, there were floors beyond 60 that were just like super into it into the chat. So, so yeah, I've never seen that criticism personally. I just yeah. remember. Sorry. No, you're good. I was going to say, I just remember the GDQ chat being like, GDQ, fix your fucking stream. It's lagging. Fix it. <laughs> Dude, that, I got to talk. This was insane. I, I know it, maybe Angela should talk about it, but it was insane to see that even with the tech issues, people were so positive just because like the content was so exciting. And Angela's just powered yeah. through it as well. It yeah. was it was crazy because I remember when we saw, we started because we were, you know, all the necromancers were gathered in the, the necromancer area. <laughs> so, and we were chatting, you know, during the run and then we were like, oh no, tech issues, no, right? Like, like, oh no, bad start, bad start. But then like it, it kept going and the, the tech issues stayed for a little bit and the chat was still like super positive. And like you said, people were saying like, oh, AGDQ fix, fix it, right? But no one was blaming like the, the game itself. It was crazy to see that. Uh, yeah, that was a little bit off topic, but it was crazy to see that it went so good and people were so positive about basically like a mini game within a MMO, right? I think, um, I think a lot of the community perception on Deep Dungeons changed a little bit over the years since we have so much more content there. There's more people streaming it. Generally, there's someone doing it uh, live at almost all hours nowadays uh, compared to before where that like 51 to 60, 21 to 30 leveling was generally what you saw. It was generally uh, what you experienced in the game. And I didn't, uh, honestly, I haven't gotten criticism much in game. Like, I'm sure for a lot of us, you might get a DM here and they're like, hey, I saw you on the leaderboard. How do you do this? How do you... Uh, do this with Black Mage. Um, I'm trying to actually do this content. Uh, do you have any tips or videos or anything? And that's sort of the thing that you tend to see. You don't, I don't, at least for me, I don't see criticism. I adore that the game has this as an option. Like just the idea that there's some sort of variety. Hey, you hate it? Well, you got this content to do. Or you don't like raiding? Hey, there's Deep Dungeon. Just the idea that, that you can even do this in 14 is fantastic. And, um, on the topic of group versus solo, um, I think even though it's solo content, it still has a uh, merit for being able to make friends or build a community, etc. Because I made a lot of friends in the Deep Dungeon solo community, and they've sort of uh, dragged me into an ultimate as my first raiding experience. And uh, I can tell you, it's uh, for someone who's never done any EX Savage, etc., doing Synced Ult, uh, <laughs> it's a little, it's a very different experience, so... I'm getting to experience uh, that group content a little bit more nowadays, and I uh, 
oh, I kind of respect it. I like, I, I like that we have the option. Yeah, that's, uh, I was going to say, that's the beauty of 14 being the theme park MMO that it is, is that, you know, like we, we have all these different facets of content. We have rating, we have, you know, crafting, we have a nightlife scene, all the stuff that, you know, includes people. And, and like we've, t- I talked about this a year, like a couple of years ago when 14 kind of started, excuse me, making the shift to more solo content. Like they included things that you can do by yourself. You can level by yourself. You can run dungeons by yourself if you wanted to. You can do deep dungeon by yourself. So it's not really, so I kind of get what, uh, some of you are saying where it's not really, you know, sometimes, you know, you just want to, you know, vibe by yourself and, you know, do some shit. Like, other times, you know, you can, you can go to Limsa, chill, see people, you know, do some random shit, do some hood rat shit. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, there, there, there's some, there's something for, like, everyone, and then you can kind of turn your, you know, you can kind of turn your solo mindset on with Deep Dungeon, and you can turn it off with other content, so... Yeah, I definitely get what uh, uh, quite a few of you are saying. I, th- I think the big thing that's changed <clears throat> and why you don't see those guys, I mean, I- I've been around for a while, so I've seen the, oh, it's a, it's turning into a solo game thing. I've, I've seen it a bunch just across all facets of 14. But I think what's changed, and I think actually Josh Strife Hayes covered this in a video, in that people are realizing now that online doesn't necessarily have to mean playing together. <laughs> because... Deep Dungeon solo as a content might be individual in-game, but everyone who does it knows each other and likely communicates in the community and is like a part of something that is more massively multiplayer. You're just all kind of on parallels instead of perpendiculars, if that makes sense. So I think a lot more people have gotten used to that idea as communications become more accessible over the Internet. It's kind of like speedruns, right? Like on the leader, you know, the official leaderboards. Like it's it's like a single player thing, but people they like they all uh, they they gather together, right, in discords and communities and all that to discuss it. It's kind of the same thing, actually. I'd say it's pretty similar to that. Yeah. That's good to see. That's just that's that's what I that's what I like to see. Now, we do have a new deep dungeon coming soon. Um, as early as March 3rd, if their patterns keep, um, could be as late as, I think if I'm looking at it, March 17th, would I would expect it no later than then. Uh, Eureka Orthos. It's the deep dungeon that's being added that's a kind of familiar name, but just to be clear to everyone, has nothing to do with the original Eureka. Well, there is a lore connection, but that's, that's it. You don't need to do Eureka to do this one. Um, and I, I think a lot of people don't really know what to expect outside of just, is it another deep dungeon? And that's it. So I was looking for any insight that you guys might have, any speculation, any hopes, anything that you're kind of wishing to see out of this next iteration of deep dungeon. Go as off the wall as you want. Go Be as unhinged as you want. You may not get what you want, but you can be unhinged about it. I mean, I I said this a little earlier. I just hope that it's harder than the other two. Um, but it's it's relative. It's it's going to be interesting because this is a topic I, I've talked about a lot. It's you know, Palace was introduced. We said it before. It, it didn't feel like Palace was meant to be soloed. 
it just you just so can so happen to solo it. You're like, oh yeah, yeah go ahead and try to solo it. Um, Heaven on High felt like it was like quality of life kind of thing. Like they kind of like, okay, well we we're gonna keep this thing going. You can solo it. Let's make this a little bit like easier, right? They added in some features, added in some things that really felt like it was the quality of life. But even back then, I mean, I think the amount of necromancers you had during Heaven on High was just, like less than ten. Like I, I was saying, like two, like between two and five. So at that time, they were probably trying to ease it in that people can probably like maybe think about trying to solo it. Now you're entering Eureka Orthos, where there's like over a thousand plus of both that have cleared it solo. Um, multiple people, like like all these guys over here that have done it in all the jobs, and you kind of wonder like what's their thought on that? Like, is is this like do they cater to the harder crew? Do they cater more to still introduce people into it? Um, I'm hoping that they go more the much harder out, especially because this is really this should still be like side content, so they don't have to worry about you know clear rates and whatever. Um, so that's my first and foremost that it is much harder. Um, I mean, they've already said that the bosses are going to going to be a little bit more complex, and already demoing it on live letter, it looked like you know you're getting a little bit more exciting bosses at the very least. Um, but anything, I hope that even with the cumulative knowledge that we have within the community, um, the amount of runs that we did that will still get tripped up. Like there'll be something that we still have to figure out, prog and, and like relearn, or even even at the best to have to to almost rewire our brains to to readjust, right? Um, even if they go insane with certain debuffs or certain mobs or certain whatever, that it, it makes it so that we really have to dive in and try to just like just get something and 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 try to use our knowledge, but our knowledge wouldn't necessarily help. Because we have to like learn brand new stuff to to get through, and that's what I'm hoping for. That 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 it takes us a while to clear. Uh, I think the the first heaven on high was two weeks on the release. So, I mean, I would be happy with like a week if it takes like, even someone going hardcore a week at minimum, um, just for the challenge. But yeah, that's that's my biggest hope for for you to go with this on my end. Can we get so, some? Uh, can we get some? Uh, um, you know, one first. Uh, can we get a world first uh, unofficial uh, race going? Possibly. Oh God, that's yeah. good. That's I mean, I'm sure yeah, I'm like, sure they'd love to, but I, to I know what Frosty has to go through, and I think everyone who wants that is yeah. also wants to be in there. So it kind of makes it a little bit yeah. tougher. <laughs> I think yeah. I think the um, the nice part with uh, like a like a world race necessity, which we are talking about, like a lot of us are, are having discussions. I mean, you have the leaderboards, and leaderboards, in essence, which are official on Loadstone and everything, they're, they're recording it every day. So we, like, in essence, you don't have to go through, like, the, the tracking that Frosty has to go through with all the teams and everything, right? You just look at the leaderboard, like, check the next day, like, hey, how, like, what floor are people getting on? So at least that's nice. The bookkeeping's all done. Um, I mean, if you want to know the day of, I mean, I guess you, you have to rely on someone posting it, but at least that part is, is, is nice, that it is since I, it is getting tracked on a daily basis. I would just want the same amount of like production and you know show that you know, you know, savages the, the savages and the uh, the ultimates get. Yeah, I, like that would be kind of nice for uh, the uh, deep dungeon community. Okay. Um, okay. quick side note. Uh, you were talking about how uh, deep dungeon, the original deep dungeon, POTD, um, wasn't really expected to be soloed. I'm trying to remember. Like, again, so many shows and so many patch notes. Um, when they introduced this in whatever live letter it was, did, did they, did the devs even say, like, hey, you can solo this? I kind of remember them saying that, like, hey, it, it is possible to be solo. I mean, if you want a little history when it came to Palace, from what I can recall, I mean, 
Mm-hmm. I said this in a little bit at the beginning that one of the things that enticed me into Palace was that they had the leaderboard, so that it was already separated by party and solo. So for me, mm-hmm. just to like kind of slap my name on on the load zone was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And I had dived into the patch notes before, and what I actually did not know because we're, we 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 morphed our strategies. We've we've done so many things to kind of get the most out of Deep Dungeon. On its original iteration, even stuff like landmines and silver chests did not affect enemies, and they patched that in a little bit later, uh, which is a huge part of like healer runs and tank runs now. So I think they were like slowly trying to make it where like you no know, like like inch a little bit into it, maybe encouraging people to solo. I mean, even sustaining potions were now in the beginning. Like that took a while for it for them to release in, in Heaven's Ward. Um, but it was really until you had a job like Red Mage that people felt like, okay, this is the job that can probably at least break break the break break the gate and get through the clear finally. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it really did feel like Palace was just like, oh, let's just let's just. Uh, have this ability to go in by itself. I don't even think the title was even available until like Stormblood. Nope, Blood, not until Stormblood, like. yep. Yeah, so I think part of them just felt like it was this fun thing to see if people wanted to try it. And then I guess at some point they're like, yeah, let's put a title so that people can actually get an achievement out of it. See, I think they mm-hmm. knew Red Mage could do it because they added it when they added Red Mage. They're like, if any job mm-hmm. can do it, it's this one. So we might want to mm-hmm. put something in there. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, back on the topic of predictions, hopes, expectations, again, unhinged, uh, Aurora, uh, Finn, we still have you two to get to, so let's roll through. Uh, just something back to what Angela said about, uh, you know, they let, they just kind of let people solo PTD. Yeah. I, th- I always thought it was pretty interesting that they, like, like they let us go alone in PTD, even though they didn't think it was possible. Uh, but I don't know if you ever tried to solo current expansion content, you know, like the dungeons, the trials, it doesn't even let you go in alone. I don't know why it's made like that. Like, you can't even go, because I remember in Shadowbringer, I tried to solo Eros Gauntlet on Warrior, because Warrior was broken, right? So I was like, oh, I wonder if you can do it alone. Uh, but you could not even queue for it alone. You had to bring your friends, and then they had to leave the dungeon for you to be able to continue alone. I don't know why they, it's made like that, even though they let you go into PUTD, you know? Which came out in Evan's War, right? Uh, yeah, 3.25 yeah. for the first 50 floors, and I think 3.35, maybe it was 3.35 and 3.45. But either way, yeah, there was two separate patches for all that. Um, it's funny because I, it's not solo related, but another thing that annoys me is you can't do minimum item level 24 mans even with a full 24 man on content. I tried to do that for Euphrosine, and it's just said, no, you're not allowed. And I'm like, I have everyone! Let me let me do this. There's 24 people here. We wanted to actually survive more than two minutes of boss. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird decisions that I don't really understand sometimes. Uh, but anyway, back to EO. Uh, so what I think EO is going to be is I think it's going to be Evan on High V2. You know, I think it's going to be very close to Evan on High, just different commanders, slight difference. Maybe there's going to be another gimmick like the big rooms. Uh I, I do remember when they announced uh, EO and, you know, they showed the slides and it was, like, obviously going to be Evan on High Plus, right? I know some people were, like, annoyed about it. They were like, oh, another Evan on High, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I, I like it, right? Like, I would be sad if they released something completely different. You know, they're not trying to throw some shade on Bozja, but when Bozja came out, uh, I, I was pretty disappointed because I love Eureka and Bozja was just weird. Except the duels. Love the duels, but uh, that's something else. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what EO's gonna be, and what do I hope EO is gonna be? Is I, 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 I do agree, I hope it's gonna be exactly like, um, you know, the, the, the next Evan High, similar mechanics, 
probably as Jeremy's gonna have some new gimmicks. Uh, there's some things that I hope they would keep that I think is gonna get removed. Uh, maybe we're gonna talk about it later, but it looked like from the live layer that they're gonna remove the crits from the monsters, for example. Uh, because we, uh, we, you know, we watch, uh, Yoshi P going through it and you never got crit by a single monster. So it looks like they removed crits from it, which is uh, what they did for raids, if I'm not wrong. I don't raid much, but I think they removed crits from raids, starting from Stormblood, right? Uh, yeah, I think there's still a few bosses that crit. I remember when Shiva came back as an Unreal and she has a whole phase where she does nothing but crit. It was a big slap in the face to a lot of people because we don't have awareness nowadays. So, uh, times have, have sure changed. I do, do, awareness was still in the game when Deep Dungeon was out the first time, I think. Pretty sure it was. Just think so. Yeah, that would probably was nice to be able to stop some crits. Although, I think it might have been gone in Stormblood by the time it was actually soloable. Because I was thinking of like Godmother with like no with like awareness, and I'm just like, oh, that would be a godsend. <laughs> that would yeah. be getting crit by her is awful. <laughs> oh man. So oh, yeah, the crits. Some things like the crits. I hope they remain, but it looks like they're gone. So you know they. I don't like it when they remove RNG from this kind of content because I think RNG keeps us fresh. Uh, you know, like if you, if you can just approach every monster and you know that it dies in 10 auto attacks and you know that you die in every 10 auto attacks, then it becomes like almost like math, right? Like you can kind of math your way out of every encounter. Uh, and there's something else I wanted to say that I forgot. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. EO. So the difficulty of EO, I think it's going to be harder. That then Evelyn High. I, I think they're gonna make the numbers higher and just people are, have done better. But it, it, it's hard for people like uh, like us, right, Aurora, Angelus, and me, to because like they're clear they're not gonna balance content for people that clear uh, on every single job and have hundreds of clears, right? Like that's just not realistic. So like personally, I don't think it's gonna take a week to clear, right? Like I think the clear is gonna be super fast. Now maybe I'm gonna be wrong. If I'm wrong, it's it's great. Uh, I'll 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 gladly be wrong. But I just don't think it's content that's gonna be balanced around people left and like because we're the exceptions, right? Like you sh- you don't expect people to have so much experience in there. So I think it's gonna be slightly harder than them on high. I would expect like people that have not spent like hundreds of hours to have like a pretty hard time. But I think people like us are gonna clear. Uh, pretty fast. Well, at least we'll care fast once the the boss gimmicks have been figured out, because it looks like the bosses are going to be a little bit a little bit more like bosses, actual bosses, uh, not just sleeping, not just a thing you slap for ten minutes and you're asleep when you're doing it. So you know, I assume they're going to have some unique mechanics, uh, which is going to be interesting for people like me that don't raid, because uh, probably I won't even know what the mechanics are supposed to be. Because, you know, when you raid, you know, all oh, this is twisters, this is limit cut, but uh, I don't know any of these fancy words. So if I see a number appear above my head, I have no clue what's going to do to me, and I'm probably going to die. By the way, it'll be pretty interesting to do. The good news is if a number appears above you, it will only be one number. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, you won't really have to know too much. <laughs> oh, man. Aurora? Okay. Um, I, uh... The, the way that I like to put it is I, I'd really like it for it to be as difficult as possible while still technically clearable on all the jobs. That's kind of important to me because I primarily play a job that by, for a lot of people is considered the worst role to clear on. For a long time, healers were kind of like the last to get that initial clear. 
uh, back when I used to play in Stormblood and I used to fail over and over at 150, Asher was just not seen as a job that you can do do it with. You're taking a party support job where they constantly, with patches, lower its DPS to compensate for the buffs that it gives out. And you're sitting there and taking it into a job where its damage is the only thing that matters. It's a little messed up, but um, I, I would like it to be possible because with the new one especially, I'm going to be getting my first clear on healer. And if for some reason it's impossible, well, that sucks because I'm not going to be taking another job. I'm going to keep going in there with the four jobs just to see if I can make it work. And I actually really hope, I this might be slightly uh, an unpopular opinion, but I kind of want some things like Enrages to be back because I think some of the best community moments is figuring out how to make those work. Like with Behemoth, we used to think uh, most melee jobs couldn't do it. Red Mage and Healers were the only jobs that could do it. And over time with expansions, we kind of pieced together, figured out, oh, hey, Dancer can do this with Resolution. Uh, hey, if we pre-pop the dots on Bard, we can push it down uh, low enough to where we can actually do it. Um... I just think with that sort of really high spike in difficulty, but being able to figure out how to make it work, it, it, it there's just the sort of excitement. Like when you're doing a new uh, ultimate or something, and you have no idea what the hell these mechanics are, and you're figuring it out for the first time, and it seems impossible, but you work together to see how you can make it work. Um, with the Pomanders, with the enemies, I just want there to be a lot of variety in the mechanics, the Dona AoEs, the... I don't know. I don't know about stack up markers solo. That's a little scary, but um, there's a few. Uh, I think in in some of the other heaven, ones, yeah. In heaven on high, there's the armored guy who does one, but it does so little damage. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I really just want overall for there to be a lot of things to think about. Um, and, and this is actually going back to something that was said earlier about how they patch things like. Uh, adding the title, adding red mage, adding sustaining potions, because I don't think sustaining potions were initially there. Um, even nowadays, they, I don't know if this is an intentional thing or a bug, but even recently, they like to trickle in little changes. Yeah, like the, the fact seconds. that no auto heal. Yeah, yeah, the 30 second sustains and the no auto heal now affecting enemies. So if you step on a landmine and uh, they're not aggroed, you can walk in their aggro radius. They're not going to aggro you ever, and they're just going to stay at uh, uh, 20, 20, 30% HP. And it really makes you think if they're if that's in preparation for Orthos or not. Uh, certain mechanics that might exist or interactions with uh, things like uh, I, this might be farther ahead, but things like demi clones and such. Uh, I wonder how that. I, I'm really excited to see what's different about content that's always been very much similar across both. Yeah, you hit the point. I was actually rewatching. Um, that's you heard me clicking around. I was pulling up him <laughs> playing through Eureka Orthos because I could remember some things, but I, I couldn't remember the exact details about them. And uh, among the differences, um, uh, uh, they usually make a few changes. I say usually. There's two of them at the moment. Between Palace and Heaven <laughs> on High, one of the most notable changes was to Pomanders and, of course, the additions of Magicites. By the way, before we get into demi clones and the new commander that we saw Yoshi P use in the in the thing, how do you, how did you feel about Magicites? Because I know that compare. So so we went from having what it was rage and what was it rage and I feel like there's something else in Palace that's considered an, an eye win button. Oh, but- Resolution, kind of. Yeah, yeah Rezo. I was thinking maybe there was something else, but no. So there, yeah, we had there was rage and Rezo. And those were kind of your only I win the floor buttons that were even possible with Rage, of course, having a 
condition. But then Magisites came around, and you had a full floor clear. You could press it for the invincibility. You could insta-kill a boss, which many of us only have our first clears because of the Odin that we saved for floor 90 because we were really <laughs> bad at time management, not speaking from experience or anything. Um and then on top of that, then we had petrifications, we had concealments. So there's the changes to those particular things. How do you feel about the I win buttons and how they affect the runs overall? I have uh, strong opinions about Magicite and Petri. I think they suck. I'm very glad to see that they're going to be done, especially Magicite. So just for context, I do a lot of scoring, right? So me, I'm, I'm even more invested into like Magicite being gone because... Or scoring, it's a, it's an awful thing. Magicite, of course, kills the whole floor. So the difference between me getting a Magicite on the floor and me not getting a Magicite is just like massive amount of points. Like, it just sucks when I don't get the Magicites. So that's just like, that's pure RNG. Uh, and it sucks. And also the reason I dislike Magicite heavily is because it's not, like, let's compare it to Rage, right? Like, Rage is tricky. Like, you Rage, but it's not, you don't press the raise and you, you win the floor, right? Like, you gotta do the, you gotta do the raise cheerfully. Uh, in fact, people dying during the rage is probably one of the most common ways to die on the last set. No, it's very tricky. You gotta be careful. You gotta pop your potions. Pull careful. <clears throat> sorry, pull carefully. Maybe you gotta witching. Maybe you gotta steal. Magicide is just kinda like, you press it. That's it, right? Like, you can't really optimize your way out of a magicide. At most, you can, Maybe check a chest during the animation. That's about as much as you would optimize a Magicide. Uh, so, so Magicide being gone, well, at least it looks like it's gone. Like, we don't know what the demi clones are going to do. Like you said, like maybe it, it looks like they're less strong, but, uh, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going off the assumption that they're going to be less powerful. I, I'm very glad to see the Magicide's gone. And it's kind of the same for Petri. Like, we don't know for sure if Petri's gone, but I'm, I'm happy to see Petri's gone because it's kind of the same. Like, Petri is, it's a little more tricky to pull off a Petri than a Magicide, but it's still a little bit too I win to my taste. I prefer the, I prefer the, well, it always comes back to that, but the thrill of the rage, right? Like you rage, but you might die during your rage. And uh, I, I quite like that they combine the lust and the rage within the same commander as well. Uh, so now, you know, we have to make a decision of between the lust and the rage because it's in the same commander. It's also going to bring some strategies that were not there before. Uh, you may you may be familiar with double dipping rage, which is just using uh, it and then going up saying, to the next floor. Yeah, yeah. So now you can double dip the rage, but into the boss, right? Because you can rage on the ninth floor, kill let's say ten monsters on the key. Then you're gonna go on the ninth floor, and then your rage just so happens to have the loss in, inside of it. So now you can put five stacks on the boss, right? Within one commander. So I think it's gonna be fun to optimize. I think it's gonna be way more fun than Bitchy and Magicide. Uh, and the dummy clones, it's too early to say. Like, they look less strong in Magicide, but we, I always saw is a clone get summoned and put like a, a CC on a monster. And it looks, all we, all we really know is that it looks like the clone goes away when you switch floor. That's about as much as we know about it. So. Yeah, I think, uh. No. Oh, oh go, sorry, ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, like, I don't know, like, if, if I would be totally. Like, I, I, I like Petri, I like Magicites, those were my oh shit buttons, those were my get out of floor free buttons, and I, I love those. <laughs> and I, like, as a, as a, you know, person who tried to do solos, but like didn't, because like I just fucked up somehow, um, I, I feel like I need those buttons. I, I 
I couldn't. I mean, eventually, I understand what you're saying from uh, Megaton's standpoint. Like, yeah, like a thrill, the challenge, and everything. But I'll get there one day. Until then, give me my oh shit buttons. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's fair. I think you know, I think Sly, you, you, you Sly and Finn had definitely two big uh, different points of the conversation. Um, I mean. I think when you're when you're getting optimized into your runs and you've done so much time, I think you do get this understanding of how less and less you want to just like hope that RNG falls your way, right? Because then you get the consistency if that happens. But um, I think in its initial introduction, I think the fact that they added something specifically to Silver Chest, because in Palace there a lot of people always ask, like, oh, why are you opening Silver Chest? It only gives you armor and armor. But now to have like all of a sudden you have this incentive to open that chest for this like super powerful format. It was really nice. And I think, I think in the very beginning, and especially for people trying to get their initial theory, it, it is kind of nice um, that you have that kind of, uh, you know, clear all button, if you will. But, but it, it does get a little, again, as, as, as someone who started Nov, I think, I think putting too much reliance on it can, can be a little, um, a little bit of an issue because you don't want to think of it. You don't want to cater your run, just hoping that that one chest comes along and gives you that, that clear, although it does feel pretty good. I mean, I've seen, I, I remember watching someone who had like literally two minutes left on 99 and didn't have any kills on the floor and just like YOLO's chest and then finds a, finds a Magislite and then gets his title. I mean, that's exciting. That's like a lot of fun, at least on, on kind of the spectator thing. Um, but I think I do like the fact that they've, I guess it seemed like they've pulled it back a little bit, a little bit closer to Palace, a little bit more, um, strategy involved. Like Aurora said, like, it'd be nice to have more things to plan a plan around, more things to think about. And to, to, to decide on how you're going to use specific homelanders and all these, and, and all these things. Cause it does make it a little bit more complex, you know, instead of just hitting one button, get out of the floor. I mean, we kind of, we kind of tell people like, oh yeah, yeah make sure you check the chest before you, before you open the magic site, you know, use most of it, get rid of the mimics, so on and so forth. But now that I think with the demi clones, especially, that's going to just shift and change of how you're going to apply it. Even again, the, the rages, I mean, with, with the new dreadnought, I mean, we have, experience already how to utilize that, but then you are taking two pawns into one, and you're getting almost two different strategies that we've utilized, uh, and to decide what's going to be the best application, and, and, you know, and it also depends on what EO gives us. Um, it could cater more to rage, could cater more to the, to the vulnerability, who knows? But I think having that kind of thinking in mind of, of, um, where the strategy will go does make that a little bit more exciting than, like, just a simple button that just, you know, hit a bunch of moms and you're out of there kind of thing. Uh, for me, at least, uh, it's kind of weird. I, ha- I have sort of a mixed opinion on it. So I actually really like the way that they handled it in Ortho so far with the demi clones and the rage lust mechanic. I like that they added that sort of variety. I don't feel as severe about disliking magicites, kind of like what uh, Sly was saying. I won't lie, even now with all these clears, sometimes you just get that magicite and you're like, hell yes, I don't have to use anything right now. Uh, I had a warrior run recently. Um, I picked up four Odins, and you best believe I use it on the bosses so I could chill out. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I got four, but uh, chat was telling me to use it on the 40 boss because they have no HP. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. So I did it, and then I got another. Use it on, I uh, use it on 60, then 70, then 80. It was so fun, we good. Take we take those. You're so. a healer, of course you take those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I'm playing Astro, my dan- and I'm we doing one for 10. When I'm doing 1% to a mob, 
you best believe I want to get a magicite or two to try and make it go quicker. And I also know, I, uh, to go to what Finn was saying, though, I have done, like, a score run or two, and I really don't like when you don't get a magicite and your kills are way lower, your score is lower, and that's just how it is. So that's actually one thing that makes Palace a little more fun for scoring is because... Um, you feel like the score is a lot more in your hands, right? You make a mistake, you mess up a speed run, you you have um, ways around it. You can still get a really high consistent score. Heaven on high, you want to get that dream two million. You, yeah, you better hope you're picking up a lot of floor wipes, uh, magicites, so you can get more kills. So I like. I, I think it's a lot of fun. I also have a playstyle where I freak out if any of my palms are at two, so I know that affects it a little bit. But I. Uh, I like that. I like that it's different. I like the heaven on high tried something different, had things that were kind of like kill everything. But I do like that Orthos is going back to some sort of mix. Demi clones might be stronger than like Rezo Lust or something, but it's different and it allows you to plan around it. So I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of easy going with it. I I I'm not as uh, big on disliking Magicite. I just think it's different. So I did actually go back and look at what the Demi-Clone was able to do. And we do have actually, while we only have one of the three Demi-Clones, and I think it's worth speculating, they're all different than each other in some way, so it's a mm-hmm. lot of unknown still. Um, looks like it's Doga, if memory is serving. That's a Doga clone. <clears throat> it petrifies for 10 seconds on initiating the fight, and then it just assists in attacking. So let, if we just assume that the Demi-Clones, I guess at their bare minimum, are I'll call them spirit summons from Elden Ring, essentially, for one floor. Um, how do you think something like that assists a run? Like, how, how in your mind do you think of ways to utilize that for people who might want to get some insight into, uh, into that before Eureka Orthos comes out? So it ain't uh, me, so it ain't 100% helping. <laughs> it ain't me. It's not, it's not an Elden Ring it's, until it's, it, until it's you. <laughs> it ain't me. So no. <laughs> go ahead. Um, like it's interesting because we, we were definitely eagle eyeing a lot of the details when the demi clone came out. I mean, we looked at like, oh, is there an HP bar? Like, how long does it last? Is there a timer? And there's no timer. There's no HP bar. Um, it doesn't seem like it draws aggro, although that's still, I guess, to be confirmed, right? It seems like it engaged on combat. Um, I mean, my initial thinking with the demi clone, in comparison to say the Magislite, or I was mentioning a little bit before, where Magislite. We kind of tell people, okay, well, if you're going to plant the Magicite, you know, check all the chests, get rid of the Mimics. Here, it's like you kind of want to use it as fast as possible because those guys are probably going to help you on the Mimics. You pop a Mimic, well, they'll just, hand, they'll just let the Demi-Clone kill it off. Um, so there could be more of a, of a, of a pressing, uh, thought of like, well, I should use it a lot sooner than later. And probably, unlike a Magicite, you know, if you pick it up at the end of the floor, it'd probably be way less useful than if you just used it at the very beginning. Um, the other unknown is, uh, uh, we don't know what it does with bosses. Like, is, what is it gonna do in bosses? Is it gonna be a big help? I mean, Madricides, with the exception of Odin, they didn't do much on the higher, on the higher bosses. Like, on Onra, on the, on the floor 90 boss, it did like 6% of damage. So, would a Demi-Clone do a lot? Will it not do a lot? Um, again, it being targetable can be something that can also add in a whole slew of ideas, of strategy things. Um, and not to mention, like you said, there's there's probably two other ones, maybe even three other ones. Maybe we get the, the mystery fourth one, special one, whatever that might be. And what they do could also determine how you strategize. Um, I know and in my head, like, I was thinking, like, if you had them as different role jobs, like if, if Doga was a DPS, what if you had a healer? What if you had a tank, right? How are you going to plan around uh, how to utilize that? That could change things. Um, 
I mean, that would be, in my head, that would be a lot of fun. If they're just all DPS, it kind of gets a little boring. Um, but if they do different things, you probably apply them in different ways. Um, the petrification from Doga, will that apply in the mimics? Will that apply in like some of the harder ones, right? Because that could also be a huge change. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, a melee DPS can now handle mimics without taking pox because they just happen to petrify the, the, the infatuation or whatever the pox is coming in, right? That could be a strategy too. So there's a lot of things that could come out of this specific commander. Um, and then I guess the last one I can mention is how the RNG is going to sit because one of the things we were talking about magicides, even though they were that one hit button, I've had runs where I just don't pick one up. I've had I've had a monk run. I go from like twenty one to eighty three. I see zero, and I was trying my hardest to pick one up, and I saw zero. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, so if they ease up on the RNG or they make it even more intense, who knows? Um, that could also determine how you decide to use it because. You know, if, if the RNG is leveled, maybe you use them a little more than you like, like, you know, one per floor or something like that. If you, you have a chance, you're never going to see one again. You really have to hold on to it and make a decision when best to use it so you get the most out of it, especially for the, for the first clears and everything. It's a curtsy moment. It's you? <laughs> you? <laughs> hey, Finn, you want to go first? <laughs> well, I don't have much to say because, like, I, we don't know really what the demi Like, we only know one of them and we only saw it in action for, like, 30 seconds, right? So, like Angela said, it looks like it puts, uh, well, like uh, Mr. Episode 2, it looks like it puts a debuff that CCs and then puts a dot and it helps you fight. But then we don't know what the two others are, right? Like, we, maybe there's a tank uh, clone that tanks for you, right? So that would be a lot different. Maybe they're like, maybe all three of them are going to be damage oriented. Like maybe they're going to all be different. Maybe there's an ultra rare one, like uh, Elder Magicite. Uh, but, uh, you know, but uh, like clone version, like I, I just don't know. And and also the thing that, but the thing I think that's the most interesting is that at first when I saw the clone, because, you know, it, it takes the same slot as the Magicite, my first impression was always oh, the rare thing, right? But someone once said in my chat, that it might be a common commander, and I was like, okay, that's very interesting. Because like, maybe, it, I thought it would be rare just because it's the Magicide replacement, but maybe it's actually very common, uh, like Angela said, you know, so so even though it looked like the clone did barely anything compared to the Magicide, what if it's a very common commander, and then you can actually have multiple? Maybe you can even have multiple active, you know, on the same floor. Like, I just don't know. Because if it's a very common, like maybe every, I don't know, maybe 50% of the silver chest now give you a clone, and then it just becomes like, this thing where you're controlling almost an army on floors. Uh, you just don't know. So it's, it's too much. Um, I, I gotta assume too much about them to really form an opinion on them. I just, I just think I'll prefer them to magicize because of all the reasons I've said before. I think, uh, one thing that's going to be fun for me is, uh, figuring out which one I want to have three of. So like, uh, let's say there's a healer, there's a DPS, there's a tank. I don't think with my level 90 kit and all my OG city regens and shields, I'm going to want to take that healer one. So if I get a fourth one, I'm going to get rid of that immediately because I want to stack up on the DPS ones for the later floors if I need that extra damage. Or if I want to take a tank so I can get my AOE going. Um, I think it's going to be really cool to see uh, how frequent they are. If there's something like... Uh, like, you get three Magicites, and then you get an Odin, so you want to get rid of one of your regular ones because Odin's more important. I wonder what the strategy's going to be in terms of what they do, which one's the best, uh, if we're going to be stacking three of the same ones, if we're going to be... Um, it's going to depend on your job. It's going to depend on the mechanics they do. Uh, I think that's really exciting. I think that's really fun. I think it's going to be fun to complain about when you don't get what you want. I think it's... Uh, 
I don't know. I, we don't have much information on it yet, but based on what we've seen, at least the first one, I'm, I like it and I'm excited to see what the other two, three, four, ten do. Well, we've seen very little about this, but something we've seen absolutely nothing of is if they're doing anything in terms of floor layout. Now, Heaven on High, one of its bigger additions were the giant open floors, which have a completely different means of tackling, trap avoiding, pathing, um, finding a, even the safe exit is a whole another strategy element that got implemented. Uh, is there anything in terms of, I guess, objective or floor variants that you've that you've tinfoil hatted that you'd like to have seen in a deep dungeon up to this point. Is there anything you're hoping to see in terms of the floor layout changes? Yeah. I mean, pers- like I said, I'm a big fan of road lights uh, and road light game. So like for me, there's a ton of things I would love to see. I would love to see secret rooms, uh, maybe some kind of currency you can farm when you kill monsters and you get a shop that lets you choose between a few commanders. Like there- there's countless kind of like uh, unique things they could have. I think it's kind of a waste that we don't have more than just the big room. The big room was, the big room is a, is okay, but it's again for scoring. It's just kind of RNG, so it's like it doesn't, it still doesn't really sit right with me. But I would love more kind of unique rooms, and uh, it could even be just like unique uh, room sizes. Because I don't know if any of you have ever played Binding of Isaac, for example. In Binding of Isaac, sometimes you know it's it's square based, but sometimes you got a you got a room that's like two squares. Sometimes you get a room that's like three squares. I would love yeah. to see something like that in the regular floors as well, right? Instead of just being like a square every time. It will also, it would also make it so we, cause, cause right, right now we, we've cracked the code, right? Like we know exactly how many monsters spawn in each room, uh, how many rooms can spawn on each floor. And then, you know, you can kind of almost, uh, do, do math for everything. Uh, so it would be nice to have like this kind of, this kind of orangey added in, uh, but yeah, just just fun like fun things that just are random. I would like to see them. I think the biggest one is like I would love to see secret room, some kind of secret room thing where I don't know, like maybe a wall as a if a wall has a specific pattern, then and then you use a pomander of intuition by the wall, then the wall disappears, then you can go in the room with three chests inside or something. I don't know, fun things like that to make it more like a road, like which is kind of like what it's inspired uh, from, right? Yeah, secret room would be sick. That'd be kind of cool if, like, you're on the map yeah. and there's just a tile that you can just walk into that it doesn't yeah. reveal whether or not like you, you use the site or anything. Uh, that would be pretty sick. Um, yeah, like like in terms of just at least in terms of big maps and kind of other features, I didn't I haven't really done too much speculation on that. Just kind of especially more so since we saw a lot with um with the live letter and kind of you know any wild wild crazy ideas are probably like kicked out you know like one of the ones i had was like what if you had like multiple exits and like you had to pick like you know one that you would venture off into other ones almost like a variant type of scenario um <clears throat> but yeah i mean if anything there there is a lot of i guess that we have figured out with the community a lot of copy paste that we've noticed in palace into heaven on high and it would be interesting if a lot of those assumptions we make uh, from the previous two are just changed around. Like Finn was mentioning about how many enemies spawn in a room, etc. I mean, like the, the knowledge of like landmines showing up in specific floors, how specific sets have higher debuffs and all these little things that we know of that carry over between the two. It'd be interesting if that breaks the mold and they decide to kind of shift away from that and a lot of that predictability that I'm sure a lot of us are going to be thinking about when we go into EO that it's not there, that it just changes, that something is just really different um, into the new one. I think that would be great. I think that that would be also a very deep attention to detail that, uh, they will, they will probably like 
you know, understand that the community knows and then, or, or if anyone knows and then make it even further challenging in that way, you know, new stuff to prog, if you will. Um, there's a couple things that I think would be really interesting. Um, <laughs> these ideas are so silly, but I was thinking of something like you step on a luring trap and you're like, crap, I need a second, hold the phone. And there's like this teleporter thing that takes you to a random spot in the room. So you can think for a second while they run after you and be like, okay, well, I think I'm going to nuke this all of a sudden. So you pop that steel, you pop that nuke, you, you use dreadnought, whatever, and you just go. So, like having teleporters around the room so you can go to specific spots, you figure out where they go to, maybe you can plan around it. You make a mistake, you, you give more time before they uh, catch up to you. Um, I would really like to see, uh, I've always said this weird palm over the past couple months, but it'd be kind of cool. I think one of my least favorite things when you do low damage is use a floor wipe like a Petri and you get like three kills and it opens like great. I just used a floor wipe on a floor I could have fought easily. So I would have, I would really like this otherwise useless pomander that all it does is get a little text on the screen and it says, uh, this, it senses eight enemies to open the key or something. So I'd be like, okay, that sounds like a floor wipe to me. Uh, I, I would like something like that. Just something that can make you strategize about how you want to handle a floor. If time's looking really bad and you don't know if the ninth floor you want to floor wipe or fight through, just something that can help a little bit. Or if you, or if you want to get a little risky, maybe things like beneficial traps, like you step on it and you get 30 seconds of haste instead. So it's like, huh, do I risk walking in the room like a maniac so I can get something positive instead of a, a debuff? But I don't know, just something that changes things a little bit, uh, I think would be really fun. You crazy person. Oh, if you think that's crazy, <laughs> I've, I've thought of oh, okay. all kinds go, of things. Okay, go ahead. I, because I, like, I have a, Oh, but go ahead. I well, I mean, one of the most basic things that they kind of brought up are teleportation traps. That's actually something that's mm-hmm. common in dungeon crawlers, but normally they would send you into a monster room, which is uh, yeah. <laughs> an instant death sentence in the case of this. But then I think of, like, what if you had concealment and you wanted to get someplace else on the floor and you had a, a, a teleport trap and then you could conceal and step on the teleport trap? Then it doesn't matter where it sends you. You're just able to scout the floor more. I think a radar pomander essentially is, is what you're asking for. I think that's also a pretty interesting thing. Could also like light up the mini map for the density. So like if it's more dense with monsters, it yeah. like, it glows more or something like that. So you could also spot monster rooms from far away potentially or remind yourself of where a room is, I suppose. Then also floor layouts where it's like all the rooms are separated. So it might be like three rooms here and two rooms here. And there's a teleporter between the two. And then, oh, you know, wait. yeah, so like little floor or even just like the floor itself. You know, how like between some of the rooms, especially in Heaven on High, there's like those bridge rooms mm-hmm. between them. Mm-hmm. Imagine if that's like how it was in the room itself, where it's not just like a flat square or a circle or whatever. And it actually has like platforms and whatnot. So it's not... It's just not, it just doesn't use the space in the same way, which changes how you deal with the aggro or you have to go around things or avoid traps and whatnot. So all those little things. And then even I just think of like, what if you were on a floor and at the start of the floor, it, it's, it gives you a message that's like, um, the test of time has begun. And if you get to the end in a certain amount of time, then you either get more points or like a, a gold chest spawns or something like oh, that. I'm- yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've played a lot of roguelikes, roguelikes and roguelikes too. So, yeah, all those kind of things. It's just, I just don't see them going that far or even much further than where it is now with it as much as I'd love yeah. to see them. No, no jump puzzle rooms. That's something only I would like. That's, 
No, that's not. <laughs> don't give him ideas. Don't please. Don't no, I ideas. wouldn't do that to anyone because mm-hmm. I, I then do you know how many people just have to stop doing deep dungeons because they can't do jump puzzles? That's just I can't. I can't. <laughs> you haven't. You haven't started enough to be able to raise your hand, Sly. You can't. You just won't start in the first place. I'm worse than Yoshi P. <laughs> that's that's not good. He's he's really not good. You blame. I know. You blame the keyboard, but I know. Um, okay, uh, for one of, one of my things, quick question. In the group dynamic, when you ship floors, you usually arrive at the same position, right? Yeah, you, you just arrive in a room, every, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like everybody arrives in the same room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the group, yeah, for the group dynamic, what if when you, you know, go to a floor, the effect is everybody's in a different place on the floor and they have to kind of find each other. So, like, everybody knows, like, different parts of the floor, but they don't know where anybody else is. And so somebody might be in a monster, like, laden area. Somebody might just be okay. There's that. And then, I've always wanted this. I've wanted a, a reason to get off of floors quick. So, the, what, what do I call this mechanic? The death mechanic. Basically, if you stay on a floor too long, something really powerful comes out and tries to clear the floor. That's a true test of time right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that death. Like, yeah. So, yeah, usually, like, uh, the, the perfect example is like P3. If you stayed on a floor too long in P3, death would show up. So, if you stay, like, give a few minutes on a floor. If you stay, if you overstay your welcome, a mob that is like extremely overpowered would come to try to find you. So basically, it would rush you off the floor. That'd be sick. I'd like. I'd like more mechanics like that. This is a pretty common yeah. mechanic in road lights as well. Like I think just Spelunky has yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shiren has it. Maybe the Pokemon Mystery Dungeons games have it. I don't know for them, but multiple games have this kind of mechanic. It would be sick. Uh, and and uh, like you said, like group mechanics, right? Because because uh, like you mentioned earlier. We always think of the solo. We don't think of the group. Uh, right. It would be great to have, like, group effects like that. Like, everyone spawns in a random room and everyone has to beat up. Or, like, maybe even mm-hmm. debuffs that apply to multiple people. Like, maybe you and someone else become linked on the floor and then you share your damage or something. I don't know. Oh, Could God. ton of fun get, things like that. Don't get me <laughs> thinking about fucking Vermintide. Holy shit. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, no, like, that's another thing I just thought about. Like, the, uh, what was it called in Vermintide? The, um, the, it was what? Basically, it was a curse that nobody could, like, go too far. The group had to stay together. If one person went too far, the entire group took damage. So some shit like that. Uh, it was like, God, I need to get back on Vermintide. Um, but yeah, like, something like that. Like in a group dynamic. Yeah, it'd be nice if there was some stuff that could happen with groups. I think that's one of the things that kills me about the the fifty one to sixty is how un or at twenty one to thirty also is, is how it, it, it's it's the bare minimum. You see the bare minimum of what makes deep dungeon deep dungeon in those kinds of runs. Like, yeah, someone might step on a trap and die or do whatever, but I would just it would be so much more fun if there was more chaos. 
Yeah, I draw a, a parallel often people because people they talk about it often. I'd say because you know people uh, we got Bosjo instead of a deep dodge last expansion, so usually people they compare the two. So when you when you grind out like fifty one sixty on the in PUTD, and it, it's it's really boring, right? Because you just do it over and over. It's it would be kind of like if you went into Bosja, and then the let's say the optimal thing to do in Bosja was you just did one fate and the same one every time because it gives a lot of HP. Uh, you don't grab any lost action. You don't grab any pot because you know you don't need them. So you do that one fate, and then you leave Bosja, and then you go back in. You do, you do that a hundred times, right? I think I think if mm-hmm. people did that, they would also say Bosja's crap. But it's not. It's not. It it would not be really running the content. It's just like the way people do it. I I feel like it's kind of how it is for PTD and MMI when people grind out the HP floors. Like they 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 see like two percent of the content, but they. They assume that this is what it is about because it's because it's I don't know because it's popular so it's it's just weirdly set up. I don't know how they could fix it either. I I really don't know how they could fix it because like no one is really going to want to do five hours of, of a run to level up, right? So they could maybe just set and maybe they could just make the whole climb the climb and then they have a, what a leveling queue instead of the leveling being a set of ten floors and they could just go nuts with like every floor doing something crazy but not yeah. difficult necessarily just like widely varied i suppose that's that's it that's all i have i don't know how else i could do it <laughs> i'm trying here <laughs> i really i really want those 10 floors to be more interesting because we have a lot of people new to final fantasy 14 come, coming into endwalker and throughout endwalker and I don't want them to suffer the ten floor curse as as I have in the past, and as many others have in the past. I think they've all been warned about what it's like to spam palace or spam heaven on high. But I think that's the experience they're going to have. So I, I don't think there's any saving it. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe you could uh, maybe it could be set up in a way where every time you queue up, it queues you in a in a random set, right? With maximum commanders. So like when you whenever you choose the HP floors and it can put you in 191 or it can put you in like 171 with three random people and you all have maximum commanders. I don't know, just throwing ideas out there. If any of you guys dad works at Square Enix, never know. Uh, if, if he, if oh, he, you don't know. You don't know. Happy has the uh, the red the red phone. Yeah, uh, the red phone, the direct line to Square Enix. So so many people. <laughs> So many people are like, hey, next time you talk to Yoshi P, like it's like it's like a fucking casual like Thursday call. Be like, hey, what's up? Hey, by the <laughs> way, my YouTube comments said I should tell you this. No, it's not how it works. It's not how it works at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I want them to. I want them to do something because I want more people to. Because I feel like if the leveling floors were more fun, people might wonder more about the solo floors. I, I think. Right now, the discoverability is mostly through content creators and seeing them go through it or even just that initial peak of interest to see one of them to like even search for it in the first place. Um, but it's otherwise the, the line isn't drawn from, Oh, I, I, there's the leveling content and there's the, the more personal challenge. I just don't think the content itself draws that line well enough to get people there. Yeah, I, I think I see a lot more people like achievement hunters. They're just hunting. They're just looking down the list and like, oh, mm-hmm. you can get this thing from Palace, and then they start engaging in the content. But yeah, for sure, there's definitely no bridge from doing the repeatable floors into trying to do it the challenging floors. Well, I guess the only thing left to really 
discuss is bosses. Now, you've already briefly discussed Palace of the Dead and Heaven on Highs and the different dynamics the bosses have there, but we've been very specifically told that these bosses will be more, well, bossy, I guess is the best way of putting it. Um, I, that's listen. That's what they said. They'll be more like bosses. That's it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. What else to say? Um, and we get to see the Mandragora boss, which has you know it lights the things up on the ground and it has proximity AOE. But that can we get rid of Mandragoras, please? I'm tired of this them. one's a machine. <laughs> it's fine. This like, the- we see enough of them in 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 the Excitatron and in the maps and everything. Like they reuse them so bad. So. <laughs> the slide the point isn't about the mandragora the mandragora is a means to an end in this case but i for me some of the charm of the palace bosses has always been their kind of untraditionalness i suppose like they have things that are familiar or used elsewhere but they don't feel like bosses as much as they feel like kind of micro representations of bosses that exist elsewhere. So do you think this is going to, do you think them designing them to be more bossy, which likely means more like the way N Walker has done bosses thus far is a potentially good thing or a potentially bad thing. Are you leaning in any, any sort of direction with that statement? I personally, I'm optimistic about it. Um, I seeing what we saw with the four ten boss, it looks promising. We didn't see much of it, but I was already, you know, more exciting than like 90% of the Heaven of High bosses, right? Um, so it would be nice to see. Um, I was having this discussion with a friend of mine yesterday about how high could they ramp it up in terms of difficulty. And we were thinking like the Boja duels would probably be like top, top, right? Like that's the top solo one. They're probably not going to go that high. Um, but somewhere in the middle between that and, uh, you know, whatever the harder dungeon bosses that exist now would be pretty sweet. I mean, you know, just to just to be able to go into one of the bosses and feel threatened by them. Like you don't feel that in Heaven on High. If Heaven on High you you look at the boss as just a time sink. Like, okay, do I have enough time to do the boss? Great. We'll just go into the boss, right? Or we do the Odin on, on Onra. And even Onra being the uh, is relatively the most complex boss, I mean, once we figured out the stress for that, it, it's pretty straightforward. I mean you can still mess it up, but it's pretty straightforward. Uh, with Palace, again, you know, keeping in mind that that was not really designed for Solo, I mean, it was really interesting to try to figure out through all 19 jobs to get to Behemoth. Behemoth was one that was, like, you had that DPS check and just just creating strategies to make it work was thrilling, right? Like, every single job, every single role type had, had just to develop something to do, and you had to get very creative if it wasn't going out. Um, early days of, uh, of Shadowbringers, you had resolution plays into Behemoth just to push the damage like that much more. And that was exciting to try to do. And then Godfather in itself, even though that fight is relatively easy, we have bomb charts, we have all the placements for them, but that's still a fight where you have to stay on your toes for you know, the full six to eight minutes because you just don't know when you're going to get double crit and you have to heal up. Um, that's exciting. Like that, that is what I hope that you get with, with Eureka Orthos that you're not just, like debating on if I can get through the boss with no commanders. You're like looking at it, it's like, okay, I need to use this. I need to make sure I have this time because this boss can kick my butt. Um, at the very least, I hope that's that's the case. Um, and like Finn said, like I think a lot of guys who are diving into solo and don't do raiding, like I don't do as much raiding. But I've, I've dabbled into it. I've seen some of these mechanics and everything. But you know, to be introduced into more complex mechanics and even best case scenario, we get some type of solo mechanic or something that uh, just you guys haven't seen the game before. That'll be 
pretty sweet to just have to try to figure out and resolve it. It becomes the puzzle like it is for raids because that was exciting with the with the Bosha duels to figure out that puzzle. And something along those lines adjacent to it in Eureka would be uh would be great. But then something that Aurora said was that you know the thing with the Bosha duels is that they have enrages, and that would kind of suck if they do that because uh, that's gonna mess up healers if there's an enrage. But then that would force you into probably using a poem manager to make it work. Um, so I don't know if you should go that far into like the difficulty. Like if it just cycles through a long rotation, that'll be fantastic. Um, but I am overall optimistic to see at least from what we saw in the very first boss that we might get something pretty cool for the next eight in uh, Eureka. Me, I'm scared a little bit. Uh, it's because so so well, well, like I said, I don't raid. I love the bosses in PewTD, uh, and I don't like the ones in MRI, surprise. Uh, the same as everyone. In PewTD, I really like the bosses because they slap hard, right? Like, you're always on your toes unless you're playing tank. Uh, they slap really hard. The mechanics are not complex, but it's just like, they just hurt, so you always, like, have to pay attention. Even if you've done it 50 times already, it's always, you're always a crit away from dying. So what I'm, wish- what I'm wishing for, for the bosses in EO, is I just hope that they're fun beyond the prod, right? Like, it's fine if they're interesting to prod, but like, and I, like realistically, most people will only do this content a few times. So for them, it's fine. But if I can be selfish for me, I hope the boss is fun. Uh, the 99 other times I kill it, right? So if it's like a super puzzle mechanic that I just really struggle to get down. And then once I get it down, it's all about, oh, be in the top left corner every minute. Then it's not really interesting for me, right? So I'm scared they're going to have bosses that are like mechanic heavy, but they don't actually slap you hard or like challenge you. Or it's static patterns, which I think is a big problem in that game, but that's another discussion. Like the patterns in Final Fantasy XIV tend to be static, right? Like it's always the same. Uh, let's take Evan O'Hai, for example. Onra might look like it's RNG the first time you do it, but it's not. Like the orbs are always in the same positions every time, which is why we... Uh, I, I say we, I, I have not done anything. I've only copied, <laughs> copied people, but people figured out the optimal ways to stand on every cycle, right? So uh, I just hope, like, let, let, take on Ra and keep the fight exact, exactly as it is, but make the orbs random. And I think that would become like a fight I really enjoy. So I just hope they keep in mind that the fights should be fun beyond the first time you get them done, right? That's the only thing I'm scared about. But it's probably going to be better than Evan Lie uh, in every way. So <laughs> it's still going to be better than it. No magicite, so it's already in your, positive in your books. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least for me, uh, I think with the bosses, I, I do think that they're not going to make it, at, at least in my opinion, I don't think they're going to make it too hard because they, I know that with Orthos more than any other deep dungeon, uh, sorry, Deep Dungeon, they know there's a lot of solo clears. They've mentioned it, they've mentioned, I'm pretty sure they said in a live letter, they talked, mentioned Omni clears. Um, they're aware that it exists, and so they're not going to make any mechanics they think are impossible for someone solo. So, what, where do they draw that line for what becomes unfeasible? Like, wh- what's the metric for that? We have Boss of Jewels, th- thankfully, and with those, those are really hard mechanics, but it's doable. And I, uh, I think those are really good. I don't think they're going to do that for the bosses because they're going to be thinking about four-man parties. They're going to be thinking about solo. I I think it's going to be its own separate thing. But I think for me, I'd like it to be memorable. I want to die to something I had no idea what the hell that was. And I don't want them to be HP sponges because there is a specific boss in Palace of the Dead that 
I know it's because it wasn't designed with Solo in mind, but one of my favorite things is how long do bosses take on Astro? And I get to say 24 minutes on 150. And it's, what? And you think about all those timeouts on 150 because you are not prepared to be spending longer than an ultimate on one boss fight because they heal themselves. Uh, so I really hope in terms of HP values, it's reasonable. I hope it's not something... I, I think a boss that's sh- shorter but more exciting is going to be better and more enjoyable than one that's uh, just, you know, one that you're spending 15 minutes on. So I think for me, that's where I think about I think about the HP values. I think about the mechanics leading up to it. I think about if it's going to have enrages, if it's going to have uh, mechanics that force you to move a lot and mess up with your uptime. Uh, I know on we used to have uptime issues until we discovered we did the range strat, and then we moved on to a melee strat. And just seeing that little progression was kind of cool. So I would like to see more of that, but just extended. I just, I, I don't want to say I'm pessimistic, but I do think that there's going to be a line drawn with how difficult they actually are. Dude, end rages would be sick, but it's, I, I don't think it's going to happen again that we're going to have another yeah, game. Much. Well. Because it, it cause can you imagine how much well. of a pain it would be to balance it? I mean, at most, something like Behemoth. Know. I think Behemoth is the limit of, of what you would see again, if anything at all. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because if they want it to be solo viable, if they make an enrage as tight as Behemoth, they have to make sure it's actually doable. Yeah. It, and it just seems like yeah. a big pain in the ass that they would have to, like, because re- every time they buff a job or nerf, then they would have to make sure it, you can still actually do it, right? They don't do that for PTD because it was never meant to be solo, but I think it, for EO, you're going to be... Uh, more like, uh, well, they, 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 they acknowledge us, right? Like, finally, who, so, <laughs> they're probably gonna want it to remain soluble, so. I don't think for this reason we're gonna see another Beamot, as much as I would want to, because Beamot, man, uh, we did not talk about Beamot enough. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's watching and you're like, uh, I wonder what is the highlight of the dungeon, I've never done it. 180, Beamot, no contest, like, my heart rate, uh, PB is like 183 on Beamot, so. Uh, <laughs> I have a heart rate and, PB. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Made, uh, that fight, that fight you can do it fifty times is a hundred times. It's still, it's still always the most exciting part of beauty, in my opinion. I would agree. Having only beaten Palace once and beaten Heaven on High once, that Behemoth was still the uh, the just yeah. starts beating very quickly when you see it at 50. You're hitting the macro. Okay, 15.9, 15.6, 15. 15.4. Yeah. What if I crit? Do I go for the 15.1 or 50? No, no, stop here. Okay. <laughs> it's nerve-wracking. Well, we're coming up towards the end of our showtime, so I want to posit one question, one remaining question to each of you. I'm sure the top discussion or the top thought you've had is what job you will play when Eureka Orthos comes out. So I think I know one of your answers, but I'll still ask everyone to answer. What is the job you're planning on tackling solo in Eureka Orthos first, regardless of how it ends up being designed and if you make adjustments later, just the initial plan? And why are you choosing that job? Uh, for me, Red Beach. Uh, it's mostly sentimental value. I got my clears on the job. Uh, I guess in some weird way, I'm used to progging on the job, even though it's been forever since I did that. 
Um, I'm fully understanding that it's probably not going to be the best one. I mean, uh, having knowledge on all the jobs that he's up to the deep dungeons, I know what every job is more or less capable of. I don't know what they do at 90 too much. I haven't done too much of the, the jobs right now at 90, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the Red Mage. I'm sticking with, with the OG job and, uh, I'll, I'll hope to do the best I can on that job and at least put on a pretty good show when that happens. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I think we know what Aurora's answer is going to be, so yeah, I should probably. Yeah. <laughs> Warrior? Warrior for Aurora? Yeah, well, me, me, it's like I'm kind of boring. I don't have any sentimental value for any job, so I, I don't have a, a cool answer for that. Me, I'm going to go for what I think is going to have the most chance to be the world first here. Uh, I think it's going to be tank, because I think they're just kind of broken already in the high, and they're going to be even more broken in the level 90. Because like, unless every monster has an enrage, there's just, like you're just really so tanky, it's gonna make things way simpler. So I, I, but I still don't know exactly which I'm gonna go. It's not gonna be Dawnbreaker because I think it's in Bone Sucks. So it's gonna be between Dark Knight, Warrior, or Paladin. I'm leaning a little bit more toward Paladin because it, it's the only thing that has chiding power, which is pretty useful when you're exploring and all that. So I'm leaning towards Paladin, and and for me it's just a pure like number thing. It's just I think it's the most likely job to get a ward first on. And I'm going to try to go for the ward first. But I do plan to clear on everything. It's just the first one I'll try to get. And Aurora? So in super contrast to Finn's answer, I am extremely sentimental. Uh, When I started this game, the first job that I tried to clear was Astro, and I kept failing over and over and over again. And we used to say, that job's impossible. Stop doing it. What are you doing? Uh, and we learned later, I initially, I, I don't want to say gave up on it, but I moved on to other jobs eventually because um, I, I wasn't sure if it would ever be possible. But I know now that it is. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. When the new Deep Dungeon comes out, I am super going to be going Astro first. I'm okay with flexing Healer first. I'm okay if for some reason it's impossible and I got to do it on Sage or White Mage or Scholar. I am love those jobs. They are fantastic. I'll do it. But I am going to be taking what's probably going to be the hardest job, and I know that's going to kill me in terms of uh, the world first race. I know I'm out of it, um, but hey, it's going to be its own experience. And I think getting being able to say I got it with my main—that's enough for me. What's beautiful about Deep Dungeon is while I think everyone will be thinking of the first person to solo it, I think everyone also thinks of the first person on each job to solo it, yeah. and not just yep. the first clear overall. So, you can technically do your own world first race for Astro instead of worrying about the actual first clear. Yeah, I um, I actually wanted to be the first per- person in Endwalker to clear Astro, and I know a lot of other people know, I just kept bashing my head in there, failing over and over and over. You get to 197, and then it's 188, and you start to question if you can do it. And uh, it's kind of, I used to get embarrassed by this, um, but it took me 90 attempts to clear Astro in Palace over a couple of years, and on the 90th, we actually got it. And we, were, we weren't the first to ever clear Astro, but we were the first in Endwalker to do it when Astro arguably was in its one of, one of its worst states to clear solo. So... That's, you know, that's what I'm going for. I want to be that first healer clear, that first astro clear. That's what I'm after. I think that'll be exciting. I'm, I'm struggling because I think tank, I also agree. I see for me, I'm not considering world placement. I just want to do it. It's a challenge. It's kind of like with palace. I didn't care about the first 50 floors. I just wanted to 
to do it. Yeah. So for me, I think tank is the go-to. That's what I did heaven on high on before doing uh palace on machinist. And I think, I think I was leaning towards paladin also. Um, warrior, I think is probably a cult safer, I suppose in terms of if I already knew everything, but yeah, paladin just for, for not knowing anything yet seems to be like a really good choice. It's also a lot easier to burst on now, which I think is really useful for especially just killing like any mob on the higher floors to burst something down. That's high priority. So I'm hoping that, uh, that and there's sustain and they actually have a shield for themselves now. So with a uh, veil, so there's just, I don't know, there's a lot of things on Paladin. I think it'll be really, really useful. So yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's where I'm going. I also, as much as, see, I actually think Gunbreaker is going to be really good. I think Heart of Corundum doesn't get enough credit for how good it is in terms of it being like an XCOG value. <clears throat> that being said, I don't want to, I don't just don't want to play Gunbreaker. <laughs> I just, I, I don't like playing it. So curious to see how double down how strong that ends up being in there, though. Yeah, I'm kind of with you and Gunbreaker. I just, this is boring. <laughs> Only because <laughs> it was like the same as like, like the previous expansion. And so, and Warrior, when I shifted away from like Gunbreaker into Warrior, Warrior is just more exciting to play. Like it just felt more fun, especially, you know, keeping it in, in the, in the realm of Deep Dungeon. So I'm kind of with you on that one. I mean, even taking it, I, I took it at least a looked up, up to 90 and it just felt the same to me. And I understand people liking it and all that stuff, but for me, it was just, you know, it's just more the same, so I definitely would... Uh, I mean, Paladin is definitely interesting with all the changes, too, so all the points were made are, are very good, so it'd be interesting to see which which of the tanks. I, I do feel like a tank would probably take uh, World First if, if we really had to kind of put it on objectively and on paper, but it'll be interesting to see which one of the four, because it probably is a toss-up between all four of them, because they do pretty pretty well and what they can what they can pull off. I feel like the thing with Gunbreaker is it, it doesn't have, like, uh, it doesn't have anything going on for it. Like, you know, Paladin is chiding... Warrior is just immortal with like infinite healing. Dark Knight is super bursty with OGCDs. But then what is Gunbreaker, right? I can think of, it press a lot of buttons. That's, that's it. <laughs> Cause it has a lot of OGCDs. Like, I don't know what Gunbreaker's thing is. For I think it's Gun also bursty. It's, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of its, its thing is it's also bursty. Um, yeah. But then all the tanks are kind of bursty, right? Cause they yeah. all have like minute cooldowns and. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Um, either way, yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how all the jobs kind of fare. Um, Sly, I'm assuming, are you gonna, when you eventually get around, are you doing Dragoon or are you, are you going Machinist or something? Cause I know you're kind of back and forth on those. Machinist. That's what I thought. I thought you were gonna put Dragoon <laughs> on the wayside and go the Machinist path, which, uh, yeah. should be interesting. I mean, yeah. now they have three big burst buttons at 90, two auto crits, still all the same kiting capabilities. So, uh, yep. and they have dismantle now, which is probably going to be really useful for yep. bosses in particular. <sighs> I don't have to worry about throwing my controller halfway across the room on Dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, you know, the animation for Zhir Skogul, the, I imagine you're doing that with the controller, just, pff. yeah. <laughs> like, why do you think it would just go into like, because there's a bathroom and then there's like the shower, it would just go across two rooms. See, I like the idea of Dragoon because they actually have so many ranged attacks that they can do when when you're but running no. around. No. <laughs> just, obviously, not as many as Machinist Sly. I, I'm not going to argue that. No. <laughs> but think of all the range. Think of the battle. I've done this song and dance before. I know how it goes. 
I have faith. I have faith in the Dragoon. I'll try, like, after I do Machinist, I'll try Dragoon. Okay. Sly already thinking about yeah. a second run. You're on your way to Omni, uh, Omni Eureka Orthos already. Fuck no. All right. Well, uh, our shows are running just about two hours on the clock. I think we've hit on all the most major points. I do want to open it up if you think there's a topic that we didn't touch upon that you think that maybe people would want to hear. So, uh, yeah, if there is something, now's the time. If not, we'll, uh, we'll start signing off. So the floor's open if anyone wants it. Uh, personally, I'm good on my end, so. Uh, well, just for maybe anyone watching that's like, they're kind of interested, but they think the farm floors are kind of boring. Like I said, uh, don't base your expectations of the dungeon based on the farm floors. You should really, really give it a go. Uh, the real thing, right? The HP floors is not the content. Just, just want to put that out there for anyone that might be watching and has a slight interest. Uh, the only thing that I'll say is I am very adamant now about playing the job that you enjoy playing versus what you think is the best. I think if you were good at a job, you're fantastic at summoner, but you're terrible at warrior. I say go summoner. You, you will probably have more fun. If you were struggling with the floors on a job that you don't enjoy as much, it's just not going to be as fun to you, I think. And so regardless of what people consider meta or people consider top five jobs, it, it's a really good feeling to just prog, learn, do all this stuff on something that you enjoy and have fun with. So that's what I'd put. All right. Sounds good to me. Well, with that, we can start signing off so you can all get to your days. Thank you again for taking a couple hours out of your day to Thank talk about so Deep much. Dungeon. Hopefully you had a good time, a relaxed conversation about, after last week, a much more relaxing topic, which was <laughs> it's not how I think most people associate Deep Dungeon solos, but it can be. It can be zen if you treat it the right way, as uh, people have seen today. But with that, uh, let's let's do some sign-offs. So, um, Finn, why don't you start us off? Where can everyone find you at? What do you have planned for the immediate future? Floor is yours. Uh, so people can find me on Twitter with the same name, on Reddit with the same name, on Twitch with the same name. You know, kind of get, uh, get how it works. Uh, I'm fairly active on my social medias, but I'm more of a... I'm more of a guy that happens to stream than a streamer, you know, but I still, I think I put on a good show. Uh, what I do most of my streams is I just do deep dungeons, uh, challenge runs or just regular runs. And, uh, I usually stream on the weekends and for EO, I will be streaming, uh, every day, every hour. So, uh, look forward to that. And I will be trying to get ward first and then ward, I will try to get ward first omni after that. I'm, I'm more shooting for the ward first omni, so. Keep your eyes out for that, and just uh, shout out to the Deep Dungeon community. Uh, awesome community. Also, shout out to my friend, Ko, who uh, started doing my YouTube uh, thumbnails for me, so I can finally put out all the, the VODs on my YouTube. I have a VOD for every job, by the way, so if you are interested in seeing what particular job you can accomplish in either Deep Dungeon, you can go there, and that's it for me. I also saw you playing a mystery dungeon game. I was looking through your VODs, too. So it looks like your deep dungeon love uh, extends outward, as you said. That's actually... Uh, I, I've never played a mystery dungeon game. That's that's new for me. I tried Sheeran, and yeah. I was like, wow, that's super close to deep dungeon, actually. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Aurora, what about you? Or can everyone find you out? What do you got going on? Okay, so uh, you can find me over at 
uh, Aurora Moon X on Twitch, and inversely, because usernames are done, X Aurora Moon on Twitter, which is definitely not confusing. So I've been pretty consistent with streaming twice a week, Wednesdays, Sundays at 1.30 p.m. EST. I can't, other than the hurricane that hit and knocked me out for a month, I actually don't know if I've ever canceled a stream before. Uh, I do primarily Deep Dungeon. I'm trying to dip my toes in variety, but it's never on Wednesdays, Sundays. Uh, I continue to play uh, healers all day. I'll try other jobs for fun. I'll do challenge runs. I'll do things that you absolutely shouldn't do. And if you want to see someone play like they've never played uh, this content before and freak out over every little thing that goes wrong, I got you. I got the stress. I got the... I act like I don't know what I'm doing, but... I have a lot of fun, and I think uh, I think it's uh, I don't know. I just enjoy doing it. Well, that's the most important part. So yeah, there you go. Uh, thank you, and uh, Angelus, sign us off, buddy. Uh, you can find me on Angelus Demonus on most of the platforms: Twitter, uh, Twitch, YouTube, etc. Um, I I do Deep Dungeon currently three times a week on uh, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays. That'll certainly change once EO comes out. We're going to go as hard as I can. Uh, I'll be focusing on the Red Mage clear first, and then, uh, unlike Finn, Finn's going to go for Omni right away, but I'm going to probably like split my time between getting information out, making sure people know, and like try to, try to learn from the content, probably step into whatever job happens to be world first if it isn't Red Mage. Um, focus on guides and then start ship, uh, start moving into kind of the Omni clear on my end a little bit more slowly. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go as hard as I can. If you have any questions, certainly, uh, come over to Discord, come to my, my, my channel, come to Aurora and Finn's channel and everything. Uh, if you are wanting to start into Deep Dungeon and have questions, these guys and myself will definitely get to you. And, and lastly, uh, it's been really cool to be able to ask these guys to come along and, and seeing how the community has grown. I mean, I, like I said, I've done this since the beginning. So I've really seen this, how it has been from just literally like five of us doing it seriously to now you have an entire community that is going in. And then now you're sitting in where we have awesome content creators that are doing the same content as me and completely differently. And yet they're still having success as well. And it's really cool to see that kind of evolution with the community and uh, I'm really happy that, that, that I get to, I get to hang with these guys that they're basically like they've accomplished as much as I have, even, even though they've been doing a little bit uh, less time. And I, I hope to see more of that, especially in Eureka. I hope more people come along. I hope more people try to engage with it and, um, and just have fun with the content overall. I can vouch. You're the reason I did deep dungeon. So <laughs> <laughs> not as many times, but you know, it's, it's, it's why I did it in the first place. So I can, I can vouch for that and say, thank you for, Getting the interest up there. I think a lot of people have kind of turned to you for their initial interests into it. So, uh, you know, as, as much as you enjoy seeing other people do it, we, uh, we enjoy that you're so passionate about it. Appreciate that. And also, if anyone didn't catch it while we, we mentioned it briefly earlier, watch the GDQ run. He kind of styled on it a little bit. You styled on it. You had to. You had to stop and restart your stream in the middle of the run. You're like, yeah, whatever. Okay, I'll just restart that. <laughs> totally not going to lose focus or anything like that. I'll make sure I have enough time to attempt the boss twice, and then do it right the first time. The first time. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Uh, it was a damn good watch, and also good to see 14 on the GDQ stage. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, now for the two less interesting people to to sign off. Uh, Sly. What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What do you got going on? 
Well, you can find me at twitch.tv slash sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at SlyTheFox. I will be doing Deep Dungeon when it comes out, and I will be probably angry as fuck. So if you, um, yeah, put it like this. I, there's a reason I have that bar. So, uh, and, and I'm sponsored by beer. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'll be doing it. I'll be doing it. When it comes out, uh, for now though, uh, get into a total war, Warhammer. <laughs> Have fun with that. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Perhaps Mr. Uh, Octopath. Yeah. What's going on? That's what I got going on. It's Octopath. I'm still working on my all my trophies for Theater Rhythm as well. Theater Rhythm. Yeah, I played all 385 base songs at this point and played through all the, the quests and everything, but I still have a bunch of missions that need doing. Uh, but right now, Octopath is is the primary goal. I uh, made sure in my totally three-hour-long demo that uh, is was only allowed to be three hours, as the game tells you itself. Uh, I took my level 69 characters into the full game, and now I'm just exploring everything to find it all. So, uh, yeah, that's very much three hours. It's you. You could just stay in a dungeon. It's not. Yeah, no, you could it's just not. stay in a yeah. dungeon until yeah. you turn the until you leave, and it won't ever kick you out. So. Mm-mm. That's a little, yeah. little life hack with that one. Um, but after that, I mean, I'll be doing Deep Dungeon. Uh, I probably will be doing Paladin. So I'll be trying to solo, not competitively, but, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to be going ham. So I guess that's as competitive as can be. And obviously we have an exciting rest of the year. I mean, FanFest in a few months, 16s in mm-hmm. basically three months at this point. There's still another Savage mm-hmm. tier, another Criterion to come out. I'm so. a crystal! <laughs> what? What did you just say? Armored Core! I don't know what words are coming out of your mouth. You just, there's sounds. Armored Core. Oh, Armored Core. Armored. It doesn't sound like Armored Core to me, yeah. We don't know when that's, I'm not expecting that till like November. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna be patient with Armored Core 6, but yeah, that's, that's another big one. Uh, and again, thanks to our sponsors over on Patreon for supporting. They don't have to, but they choose to, and we appreciate that. And of course, Steel Series and Advanced GG as well. With that, we're gonna go into a short Post show and just, you know, talk for a few minutes before I sign off because I have something I have to do. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, everyone, for taking your time. Thanks, everyone, who tuned in to watch this show. And hopefully you're looking forward to Eureka. We will potentially see you next week. I'll talk with Sly about that afterwards. But, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Until then, we bid you adieu. And I just remembered I should, you soon. I should buy myself another second because it's the wrong outro and I don't want to post the wrong one. Hold on. I have the right one, but listen, I was doing it here. Okay. There Wait go. for it, everybody. Nope, nope, bye. There it is. Look, it's the right one. There it is. See, I, it wasn't wrong ever. So we're good. Bye bye. <laughs>